This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamers Gift Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Teleporting all that Final Fantasy XIV news right into your ear holes. I'm Fusion X. We don't have a full house again, unfortunately. Uh, Zen is out today, but we have Aldino back. I am here. Woo! Yeah, I am you know. here. Yeah, I thought you were Aldi now. <laughs> oh, thanks, wow. Dad. Oh, geez. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and of course. Bonafide. Oh, is it Bonafide me... Dad of the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Not letting me get yeah. away with poor humor. We have Rook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, how's Just, it going? <laughs> yeah. What's up? How you Obviously, doing? Obviously. We are the humor police. Obviously. <laughs> Is that Clearly. like the vegan police? I'm thinking like Scott yeah. Pilgrim now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pretty much. Oh, man. All right. So last week we had Fan Fest. We talked a lot about Endwalker. We talked about Reaper. We talked about uh, the Bunny Boys. Um, if you have not mm-hmm. checked our Twitter out recently, uh, you should go do that. Um, our our good friend, uh, Glenn Onhel, um, he he did a little bit of editing um, of our reaction video um, and it is fantastic. So please go make sure nice. to check that out. Uh, so so today here we have we have the the entirety of of Team Mildly Amused, but only yeah. one member of of Team Bunny Boys. Um, <laughs> so I gotta hold down the fort for Zen. I gotta keep the excitement and the hype just real. You know, it's it's a daunting challenge here but i believe in myself and so i believe good. in the spirit of zen cheering me on well you know it's not easy to stay mildly amused either it's it's <laughs> it's really hard to just keep it at that level you know we're gonna have to try um yeah. i mean until look, we get you talking about reaper and the then thing <laughs> is is i don't have a problem maintaining that that energy level of mildly amused mm-hmm. that's like my thing like i got this <laughs> i can be so mildly amused uh you don't even know <laughs> Stepher in the chat. Did you know that there was a tribute to the creator of the manga Berserk? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, that is true. Um, all all this week, it was uh, Munison, if if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, I've mm-hmm. I've never read Berserk. I, I know right, I a little bit of what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, in um, in Olda, um, there's just been rows of, of dark knights just all up and down mm-hmm. the street with their little campfire minions. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so interesting. I had no idea that Miura's work had so directly affected the design of Dark Knight until oh. a recent interview that came out, actually, uh, which I don't remember which, which uh, remember network it's on. I saw the, I saw the, the yeah. stuff from it. Yeah. So find out yeah, yeah. Um, I'll do you know, look yeah. it up. But if you didn't know, uh, a lot of the actual like poses, which is partially why people were doing Dark Knight and things for this particular vigil in Ulda, um, were actually directly drawn from inspiration in Berserk. And it's been a huge pivotal manga that's affected, I think, a lot of the Japanese media landscape, but also Final Fantasy XIV, which is just such a cool thing that I honestly didn't know very much about. I was really Any, cool. Anytime was really anybody's got a giant ass sword, yeah, there you Chances go. That's, are. that's the influence. Yeah, right there. So it was PC Gamer, I do believe. Yeah, okay. PC Gamer. Yep. Yeah, lots of lots of interviews coming out. It's like they had some kind of big event or something. Who um, knew? <laughs> So I'm sure there will be more to come, so keep an eye out. Oh, um, yes. Okay. So uh, last week we talked about the keynote. This week uh, the, the, the plan was to have just a live letter episode, right? Uh, there, there honestly wasn't a lot of new stuff from the live letter. 
um we did we, we did get some new stuff a couple yeah, of really bit. cool uh product collaborations mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean it's it's mostly just a, a recap of of like zedner and stuff so we'll go through that and then i'm sure uh we'll talk about uh some other stuff as well here yeah so i didn't get to screech about some things because i wasn't on the previous podcast because oh that's works, right. so i need to screech about so, reaper so, at so the very least. let's let's go back let's go back sure. a little bit to the to the keynote uh i'll do you know what what are you excited for from from the the fan fest keynote wow it's like an interview sure uh for me uh i specifically the reaper reveal so you know we were talking about interviews that people had otherwise so there was an interview about reaper um talking about like hey is it you know utility or is it pure dps and they're like we know but we're not going to tell you yet but the thing that (laughs) really from that video that i loved was you can kind of suss out least what it looks like it works right uh like right now because they had like three weapon skills right and then like when you switch into that avatar possessed mode i don't know what the heck to call it it looked like just one of the abilities changed color it's like you were in a mm. super mode kind of like nestrand you know what i mean makes me, so that's makes me think cool. of uh of old machinist with the right heated exactly stuff. yeah you know i like hope that. they call that ability void hug I just I want to go on a record. I just void hug. Just yeah. I mean, they have to make it sound fantasy, so it's yeah. gonna at least be voids embrace or something. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I was tempted too. to call it a special backwards hug. Um, you special know, special backwards hug. Yeah, exactly. Special backwards hug. It is a little spicy. It can work roll that. off the tongue. Um, okay, we can workshop that. <laughs> so this is why I don't make the abilities right. This is why right, Aldino right. isn't in Loke. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'd leave that to Koji. He's he's the master there. And of uh, the special backwards hug too, if you yeah. look at all the memes. I mean, I can only hope. I you know, <laughs> it would be I think a great betrayal if after all this time when people were hoping for eggy skins, yeah. if they did a ghost skin of Koji, but at the same time, I don't really know if anybody would be that upset because it is it. hilarious. I pay for it so on the monster. good. Look, if like, we can you... if we can pay for orchestrian roles, why yeah. can't I pay to have <laughs> I almost went weird with with Charles naming. I just I just want a boy uh-huh. hug from Koji. Why can't yeah. we just I mean that I seems fair. Right. That yeah. seems good to me. Yeah, yeah, not weird at all. Um yeah. yeah, but this does look cool. And I would love it if there was something where like while you were in that state, like you pointed out, Aldino, mm-hmm. you did have your abilities be affected in some way. Mm-hmm. So like you could use different things and like that would actually be part of the interplay of like how you're learning the class and when you're like timing the window because yeah. those abilities will change in a certain way. Um, I've recently been playing a few classes in other MMOs that kind of do that. And I actually mm-hmm. think it's so fun because when you actually have to look through it and then, you know, kind of figure out like, okay, so what are like the bonuses of being in this state or what are right. the drawbacks and when should I do this? I think it creates a different level of gameplay that's fun. And I hope that they do something kind of creative with it if that's the case. As opposed to just being like, this is your burst window. So, I was the buttons. I had that word in my mind. I'm like, as soon as I can, my, my next turn here to talk, I'm going to say burst window. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, it Like, right? That's definitely, like, when you think about yeah. it, right? It's, okay, now I'm, like, buddy-buddy with the, the my little huggy mm-hmm. void scent guy. And now I'm just, this is my burst window. Um, it, it very it well would... could be the case, you know? It would be yeah. cooler if they did something else with it, but... You know, I think that's that's kind of my expectation, at least at this point. Right. Um, so. You know, it it to me is exactly what I wanted Summoner to play like. You know, this kind of evoker instead of a, the Summoner with the pet. 
But, you know, it's really cool to see how they, you know, envision that for Reaper. I, I can't wait to see exactly how the pet, the avatar works. It's not a I'm, pet. I'm it's really curious out. about the, 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 the lore and the story with this. Like, does right. this, like, random void scent have a name? Mm-hmm. Like, is this, is it, is this Gary? Does Gary come yeah. give us a hug and then we, we fuse with Gary and just kick ass for a little bit? Like, how yeah. does this work? Right. Gary the void scent. You know, there now. was... Someone somewhere, you know, I wish I could attribute this to someone, was like, what if it's our shard from the 13th that failed? I and I'm saw like, that. That'd be really yeah. cool. I, li- I like that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, right, for it's one that job, idea though. of like, but but the void quests were locked behind all this other stuff. How would we get to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure they could do some, yeah. with what we learned in the main story, like the idea and concept of shards isn't too, you know... It's mm-hmm. not too far-fetched, even if there's That's that little, fair. like, fill-in gap in the middle that is the fact that, like, yes, those warriors, they you are on, the, the, on that the void particular shard failed. As a reaper, yeah. And they're like, you've done what with the void since we talked last? <laughs> <But no. laughs> you, you didn't think that this information was important to us? Yeah. That would be so cool, but it's also kind of difficult because I feel like that level of lore in a class mm-hmm. would be... Uh, just like the level of yeah. cool would be so high mm. that I feel like you'd have to really be working with the other classes mm-hmm. to give them the same kind of like resonance, especially without having things like the role quests and stuff or yeah. like the job quests and stuff, right? <laughs> they come you out know. with Reaper. It's like, hey, check out like it's your Ardbert from the 13th. And then the lore is like looking at Summer. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't summon that in front of Tiamat. It's going to yeah. make her upset. Stop being Summoner. There's a time and a place, bro. Come yeah. on. I mean, can you imagine summoning Phoenix in front of Alphino and yeah. Alice or their dad in Charlotte yeah, right? and you're just standing it's... there like, oh, oh, I... my my bad. <laughs> I can't wait to assert dominance in Charlene by summoning Phoenix just right in the middle of it, oh, directly man. on his desk. I'm going to find his desk. I'm going to summon Phoenix. You just, you just walk up to, to the desk. You just, you just, you just. Push push the papers aside. You're like, just give me. Yeah. A minute. You, you just get up right on the desk and you squat yeah. down. And no, I'm kidding. You don't do that. <laughs> but I I like. There's a part of me like story wise, and I hope we get to do this. Yeah. I just want to like, preferably not physically, but I want to like verbally abuse the shit out of Papa oh, yeah. in front of his kids, and then his kids are like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's right. Yeah, I mean, we know that there's oh. some kind of distance between them. Granted, we don't know, mm-hmm. like, the full extent of this, but it does seem like they were more directly raised by Louis Soir. It does seem like for parents that would theoretically care about their children there, that they have just not been bit. present. Yeah, Just from, from his vibe in the trailer, there's that little bit of, like, ah, so that's why they left home. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I think that'll be great. But I can't wait to see it. I do agree, Aldino. Like, Reaper looks amazing. And honestly, I'm not usually one to get that excited about melee mm. classes. I know that, like, you yourself were kind of disappointed that it wasn't a spellcaster. Sure. Yeah. And I'm sure that we'll have a spellcaster next oh, time yeah. because it just makes sense to me. But this did have a bit more of that magical vibe to mm-hmm. it that I think I was anticipating. And the moment that it popped up, I was like, ooh, me yep. like everything that's happening. Edgelord time, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really just can't wait to see where on the spectrum of selfish to utility it lies because there's a place for either, right? There's a place yeah. for another samurai. But it's... There, it'd be nice if there was another dragoon slash ninja, you know? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's rough, right? Just with the way that the game yeah. works, you know. And we we've talked about this a million times, right? It's like, okay, there's no pure support class, but like, 
Shrek, mm-hmm. you can make people crit more. Or, you know, no. Ninja can, can do their thing. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, everybody gets, like, one one thing, right? Yeah. So, um, except for Samurai. Samurai's just yeah. like, Samurai I don't have to worry meat. about my my meters dropping ever. It's like, I mean, I'll just, I'll cast these things. I'll just sit here for, like, an hour. I don't need to, like, recast Blood of the Dragon a dozen times. I can just <laughs> let it sit, I mean, you know. It is weird, though, because, I mean, even Monk has Mantra. Mm-hmm. Like, every one of the other melee at least has a single semi-utility thing that they can do, right? It is strange that Samurai, to me, and this is all objectively speaking, right? But, like, Samurai, to me, um, you know, has one of the more simplistic rotations out of the group. Has, like, no additional stuff that you have to take into account for, like, party utility or anything like that. And then you have all the other ones where there there are all these other little things or, like, a little mm-hmm. detail or that one utility. So, I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised depending on how they want to consider balance in the game. Yeah. And we've seen them more mm-hmm. and more kind of honing in on these, like, little niche sub-genres, right? Like... With DPS, now we're trying to release DPS that round out each mm-hmm. of the mini categories within DPS. So I wouldn't be that surprised if they did something like another pure damage, right. no well, utility I mean, kind yeah. of thing. And there's there's two ways they could go to it, right? They can either look at Samurai and be like, okay, we'll give you one thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you have one one utility, and then Reaper will have something. Or they're like, yeah, you just you just do your thing. I always feel bad when we talk about like the utility to damage spectrum and we don't even talk about machinists because theoretically it's supposed to be of the ranged physical DPS, the mm. selfish one. But no yeah. one even talks about it because the damage is still so low in general, you know. I mean, I, I mean, think yeah, it's fun yeah. as hell to play, so I just... Oh, whatever. yeah, exactly. I don't care. It is super fun. <laughs> but, I mean, it does raise like an interesting question with that, right? Because it is one of those things where it's like... It's a cool class. The design is really mm. great. I think it plays really. It's it's oh, so yeah. much better in Shadowbringers than it has been previously. In Stormblood, there were so many problems, and people, I think, that really loved the class were frustrated, right? But it is so interesting to me that within the category of ranged physical, which has largely been a sort of, like, utility-mobility hybrid, where you have more u- uh, utility, you have more mobility, and you can kind of act more freely because of that, but the payoff mm. is that you have lower DPS... It's like, I don't mind that they went that route with Machinist per se, with making it more pure DPS, but Mm -hmm. it is interesting that they decided to do that in a category that otherwise, you know what I mean? It's like, they still felt as though they needed to mitigate it to some degree because I'm guessing because of your mobility. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I can think of as to why, you know, it wouldn't be right on par with Samurai or something if they were going to start categorizing this way. DPS got hit by... Um, the the bad thought process of Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make Dancer the support because it's new. Sure. But, but what about these other <laughs> ones? Um, and so obviously they came back a little bit, right? They're like, yeah. okay, Bard, we'll give you a little bit of something. Machinist, you just do your thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, play with a robot. Yeah, I, that's sold. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, I do yeah, see be... in chat. Uh-huh. Oh, I was just saying, I do see in chat uh, Infinity Fiasco saying they think the next job is going to be a scouting job so that Ninja can share gear too, which is actually mm. something that I've heard a lot yeah. of the community talking about and theorizing about what our next jobs will be. Will we get two? Will we only get one past mm. this expansion? You know, this time we know we're getting a DPS and a healer. And we were having this conversation on Discord and streams right. all over the place it's this everywhere. past week. Yeah. 
yeah, I think if if I had like my 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 perfect list, like if if mm-hmm. the devs were like, let's do what Fusion wants, uh, okay. they never will. But like, let's I mean, say let's like they were. One. Um, so what I would like to see, um, right? One of the big things last week we never heard about a Beastmaster limited job, right? Yeah. So either yeah. It, they're still working on it or it's not happening right now. So what I would love to see for seven give us. Uh, some kind of scouting melee job. Give us a new caster, and with that, rework the casters a little bit, right? Same kind of you know treatment. You know, mm-hmm. every expansion they're like, okay, this expansion they're gonna t- kind of you know work the healers a work little bit. Healer, yeah. Next expansion, do the casters, do what you need to do with summoner, and then put blue mage into <laughs> the normal job space. Yeah. And I could even yeah. be the fourth caster, you know, like, I don't think people it would could, be upset about it, that. It could be, yeah, I mean, it could even be, like, right, again, if we, want, if we, the mm-hmm. potential for doing one job in expansion, sure. be like, okay, we're going to get this new melee thing, but also we're going to let people actually use Blue Mage in content that normal mm-hmm. people play. Yeah, it's, it is so interesting because we've talked a lot about all the stuff that obviously the keynote touched on. Mm-hmm. Male Vieira, yes. We, I mean, yeah. as as part of Team Buddy Boy, <laughs> I was can't very even excited. Say male Vieira without being like, oh my god, so cute, looks so good. <laughs> um, and Reaper, and then all the other news that we got, the new zones and all that kind of stuff. But there were some things that were kind of like big question marks coming yeah. off of the yeah. off of the keynote, which is this limited job category because it feels to me like, granted, we don't know what the full scope of content and things that they're trying to do for the expansion, which there's a bunch of new things and I'm really excited to get more details, but it does seem like limited jobs have become something where they're like, hmm, well, we need to think about this or something, right? Because usually, and with what they had kind of announced originally when they first were releasing Blue Mage and all that kind of stuff, it really did seem like they were going to be on a like quicker release pace Mm -hmm. for things regarding like limited jobs and the fact that we got all these hints for beastmaster but that beastmaster hasn't showed up is interesting and it does make me wonder if right now they're on that fence of like is this a type of content that we want to keep developing or do we want to try and focus our you know attentions elsewhere Mm -hmm. so i mean honestly i wouldn't i would not be that sad if they kept the current blue mage stuff that's in the game and then like we talked about they did like a more limited like like the PvP con- yeah. like condensation of abilities, right? They did a more limited group of abilities so that if you took it into content, you'd have that rotation, those mm-hmm. skills, and then you'd be able to play it as a caster or something. I mean, yeah. that would be fine with me. I, I'm sure there are people out there that wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the vast majority of people that I've talked to seem to be of the opinion that like, I might even like the limited job stuff, but I wish I could play this in the actual game. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too. And I'm, I'm really curious, like, what kind of numbers Square Enix has on their end of like, you know, people that have played it once or people that are continuing to play it, because it def, it, it's right, it's, it's that idea of a, a job as content instead of a job as job to do content. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's, it's, it's like people either love it or hate it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious, like, how that's impacted potential future development of of limited jobs, but. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else from the keynote? I'll do that. That we need that we need to, to talk about here. Uh, I think the only other thing was uh, Labyrinthos. I think right. Okay. 
because uh, yeah. we were talking about that a little bit when uh, you know during the keynote. But that I think I, I, I'm sure that other people have said it too. But that seems to me like a bunker, right? Just oh, totally. hey, you know, that's their plan, right? Yeah, you know, like whatever. You guys can die in the fire. We're, we're under here. Um, I can't wait to see exactly, you know, the trappings around that, you know, when they built it, you know, is this their magnum opus, right? Is this their backup plan forever? Is this why they haven't been talking to us? It's a, a really cool point about Charlie and, and why they're so anti-intervention, you know, I just, yeah. I can't wait to see more about it. It's really, we've yeah, had it's really some, interesting. Mm -hmm. I was like, we've had some wild theories. Maybe I've had yeah. some wild theories specifically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we were talking about it, I think, last week, right? Yeah. Labyrinthus is so interesting because, like you said, I think at first glance, I also was going, this seems to be yeah. some kind of apocalypse bunker. And then there's this little, like, mention from Yoshida, right? That's like, oh, what's this weird technology yeah. in here? Who knows? And we went on a whole spiel last week. Mm. I won't go into all of it again, but just, sure. like, a little touch base. That it does, like, it's very notable that it's underground, yeah. which, as we know, there's this idea of, like, something that came from beneath, Mm -hmm. um, it was interesting to me too because of the music and and sort of the look of various parts of it. I was right. saying last week it reminded me of like a pipe organ or yeah. these different things. And mm -hmm. the fact that labyrinthos can mean like a labyrinth or it can also mean the inner chamber of the ear mm -hmm. that like registers sound, which also looks like a nautilus. That's I was right. like, that's right. I I remember I forgot the the exact connections, but I'm like, mm -hmm. right. I was talking about ears last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted to get into that because I saw I saw. You know, like a reaction. I think you you sent it to Moose or something. Fusion. I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to know more about what was talked about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really curious because we know there was some kind of sounds in the ancients mm -hmm. that came from underground, and I think a lot of us have been assuming that it's some kind of entity or creature or yeah. monster. But it, I this is a wild speculation, uh -huh. and I fully acknowledge that. Right? Wild speculation. Um, but the idea that there could have been some kind of group or place or location that actually instigated it with intention mm -hmm. is really fascinating to me. And the fact that maybe the Sherlions found this place or, you know, um, or somebody led them to this place because Vinat's been a whole other topic of discussion, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that maybe they're thinking that with their knowledge or with their sort of um, vision of the future that they could bunker down there and maybe even like further the end yeah. of the world or just ride out the end of the world or you know be the ones that survived to start a better world mm -hmm. is really interesting to me and complex in a way that i think could make for some fun material there i'm getting like <laughs> godzilla versus kong vibes now oh <laughs> 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 uh, i won't spoil it's still oh. fairly new if you haven't seen it go watch it you'll, yeah. you'll be able to draw those same parallels mm -hmm. um okay so let's go ahead um we'll jump into uh the live letter so uh, mm -hmm. patch 5.55, this is going to have part two of the MSQ. This is going to be it. This is this is it for till November. Um, oh. It's going to drop Tuesday, this Tuesday, May 25th. So uh, next week, obviously, will then be hands-on. So I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about uh, Zadner, a lot about um, the uh, Dalriata Dal uh, assault. Mm -hmm. So uh, make sure to tune in for that. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's going to have, this is it for the story. So they're going to have this new storyline. They're going to have new save, save the Queen updates. Epilogue quests for your hot dark apocalypse. Oh, there we go. You know, okay. Uh, I think, uh, do they have it later on in the, uh, in, in the, um, 
talk where they said that it's going to be added to New Game Plus, right? Like, you can do Yorha New Game Plus very soon. Did they? Did yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, think I, saw, I thought I saw a, a little graphic that said, hey, it's coming to New Game Plus. But that, to me, if I was a near head, which I am not, I would be like, do mm-hmm. I need to play it in New Game Plus to see if something changed? Like, you know, because oh, you're was... always... You're always looking for the specter of Yoko Taro in everything. Is he under that yeah, rock? Yeah, but at like, the same time, like, no. Right, no. This don't don't Fantasy make us do 14. that. Fourteen. We don't do I that know. here. <laughs> You're in our house, Yoko Taro. Yeah. Get out from under that rock. Oh, I mean, I, don't I know. mean, we'll see. Yeah, I can only hope that this somehow brings it all mm-hmm. together you know right and it's funny because i think i've been saying that for several patches now i can only <laughs> hope that this somehow brings it all together and it's funny because i mean when we've talked about this when we've done our reviews and we've gone back over the different portions i mean i do really love what yoko taro does as, as a designer i do mm-hmm. actually really love the aesthetic and a lot of the things about near i think it's really cool and very avant-garde and does a lot of unique things in the gaming space but I also don't think that this has been a very successful collaboration, which we've talked about in a lot of ways as well, you know? We'll, so for we'll, me, we'll, we'll not have that discussion again. No. We've had it but... before. We'll listen to any episode released in the past year, you'll find yes. it. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's hard for me to be excited about this, like, because I think I kept wanting to be excited and then not being excited when it actually it's was given like, to us. We're, we're past the point of being excited, right? Because... We had we had Paradigm's Breach with the last patch, and then they're like, and then there's quests afterwards. Um, and these quests are like, hey, go back into the raid, click on two things, come back out, and we'll give you an email and 310 gil. And that's it. That's all it's been. There's like it's it's there's nothing yeah. there. Um, and so like maybe there's some magical like line of dialogue in this that's gonna make everything mm-hmm. make sense, but like <laughs> You had that window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Uh, it was on the, the special <laughs> site got updated and it says that yeah, okay. your hot dog apocalypse are coming to new game plus in I 5.55. Like like I, gotcha. I, I don't disagree with you, right? That would be a very Yoko Taro thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, this is a collaboration funny. in 14 and yeah. we, they, that that's not a thing that we do here. So like it, it would be very odd to have that there. Um I'm sorry I mean, for whoever goes to try and figure it out who plays through it all in New Game Plus to see. I mean, I would almost rather that we have something that's an oddity in 14 that gets put mm-hmm. in with that New Game Plus just so that I sit here like, mm. oh, okay, you know, and have some kind of moment where I actually, you know, am excited from a story like standpoint to get to do some of this because I like the raids. I've had fun running them. I actually think that they are enjoyable to repeat as far as the just like content and stuff goes, but there has been this huge gaping hole in the story for me. Not even that like I can't understand the various threads, it's just that it doesn't feel like it came together in a way that was satisfying at all. So to have something that would maybe give us more and give us a little bit more to chew on while we wait for the expansion in November, I would not I would not like turn my nose yeah. up at it. Give it to me, mm. I'll take it. Whatever yeah. sort of weird thing we have to do for this, that's fine. Make it unique, yeah. it's Yoko Taro. Do something with those weekly quests, maybe do something with New Game Plus. That's fine with me. Like I don't mind at all. <laughs> um also, there's going to be a reward. Uh, we don't know what. But there will be a reward mm-hmm. for players uh, that collect all of the Triple Triad cards that are currently available. So, a lot of them. I, it, it, 
it could be an like it might just be a card like another card yeah. right they've done that before when you hit a certain like number of cards in your collection it's like here's another one i hope uh, it's not i feel like they wouldn't bill it i mean yeah there's three i was just looking at this earlier 344 300 there are a few uh, yeah. let me see there's definitely like 350 ish roughly yeah. um so that's like it's somewhere around that marker which is I mean, I think it's actually pretty fun. I've always liked being able to get some of those cards. I I, mm -hmm. I like Triple Triad. Maybe it's because I come from Final Fantasy VIII, which was my first, like, really robust Final Fantasy yep. that I remember playing for myself and, like, really yep. loving. And so, like, in eight, Triple Triad was actually, like, if you were yep. going to do that, you had to be committed. You played the game in a certain way in order to get all the cards and in order to beat this terrible yep. woman who just dragged you along and made your life a living hell. Like, and I loved it because it was so memorable and collecting them was really enjoyable and you felt really like satisfied by the end if you were able to beat her and get all the cards. So I've always enjoyed Triple Triad. And it's actually been interesting seeing a few people that I never expected would get into Triple Triad because mm -hmm. there is something where they're saying, hey, if you like now reach these different, I have collected all the cards up to X point. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to be adding additional things in. So I've seen a lot of people going around coming up with like card card glamours and doing all this That's stuff. Right. Where I remember like, you talking about that the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cute. And it's I think awesome. it's fun to see people trying to do that. And I mean, hey, we've got a lot of time until November. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's it's, it's funny, too. I, I, I see this and, uh, you know, we, we talked about this about Triple Triad a little bit when they did the... Um, oh, gosh, the open open tournaments. Was that? Tournaments, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, the, and, and like... Draft. The draft, yeah, yeah, like that stuff yeah. was really cool. Um, but it also reminds me they used to have achievements for like collecting orchestrian roles too, and like mm -hmm. haven't had those in quite a while. Well, we have to wait until they do the Guitar Hero update for orchestrian roles. I'm sorry, Theater Rhythm, right? They made their own rhythm game. That's right. They just I do mean, that. I mean, Theater Theater Rhythm's pretty solid though. Yeah, like, exactly. I would I would be down I, if they I, if they brought then Gold Saucer. Into, okay. Oh my. You'll never see that me again. That would be yeah. so fun. I would totally yeah. get into that. And oh if it didn't goodness. tie in somehow to the orchestrians that you yourself had collected, or like you had to collect them and then yeah. bring them there and then like beat the level, I would Oh my god. I, I mean, would do it. When 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 the second one came out, when Curtain Call came out, yeah. I would spend hours perfecting under the weight on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. And I did it. I've got a perfect combo. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, um, you know, you get your favorite song and you're like, I am going to beat that no matter what. Yeah, like, I, it's, oh, it's so cool. I, love I would games. love it, too, if it would allow you to unlock something like a universal orchestrion where, you know, if you beat however many or whatever mm -hmm. it was, you could unlock something where you could at any time, like, choose in the game to switch just oh, your sure. orchestrians on, you know, like... I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this in a way that makes absolute sense. Like, it, it, you know what I you mean? Want like, you could, yeah. You want an iPod. Yeah, like an iPod, yeah. essentially, in the game <laughs> where you could just shuffle through as opposed to listening even to like the in-game music. I would love that because I think that would be something that would be a unique reward that yeah. people would use. So yeah, many yeah. people get the like the unique uh, orchestrians and the different, you know, um, special collectors things that you get mm -hmm. where you get an orchestrian in-game. And I think people would really like to be able to just like turn that on without having to open up other applications not that it's that hard but yeah. right you know i just want maybe there's one mount where you can change the music on because you know you have the mount music but put a speaker on it please. give us a mount <laughs> give us give us a mount that's just literally an orchestrian role or, or the, the, the actual orchestrian <laughs> yeah just give us a jukebox mount we'll just fly around on yeah. it 
<laughs> I mean, that'd be cool. I'd do that. I'd ride we could that. Show, well, we could yep. show up to uh, to you know various uh, you know market events and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just anybody wants to play some music. You know, it's, we'll be like a food truck, but for music, mm-hmm. it'll be great. Any any flea mer- I guess Chigo markets in in fourteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, with 5.55, we're going to get Zadnor. We've talked about this a little bit, but we'll just recap it because um, that's that's really the bulk of, of all of these patch notes uh, or all the, the discussion from the live letter. Um, so uh, this is going to be the last bit for Save the Queen. Um, resistance rank cap is going to go up from 15 to 25. New skirmishes and critical engagements will be added. And then we'll also have a new large-scale assault of the Dalriata um, with a max of 48 players. This looks like it's going to be that big airship that we saw at the end of Boja that kind of came in. And they're like, I think that would be a good time to leave. Um, yeah. So now we're going to just go back and just walk right up to it. Um mm-hmm. They did talk about resistance honors. So um, previously they had talked about a way to progress after hitting that rank cap. Um, and so that's what this is. Um, it's going to say that uh, sufficient metal can be used to acquire proofs of metal. And then proofs of metal can be exchanged for three types of honors that will increase attributes in these Save the Queen areas. So um, Son of Fortitude will increase max HP. Son of Valor will increase damage dealt. And then Son of Succor uh, will increase healing potency. Uh, and it looks like those can stack at least to two or three. So yeah. something to, to work towards. Um, I'll be really curious if, I mean, it says save the queen areas. So I would assume yeah. Delibrum Savage. So that yeah. might help people that weren't on that initial train going through. Um, Maybe. I'm also curious too with, you know, Dalriata. So it seems as though it's going to be functioning very similar to Delabrum, but there wasn't anything specifically said it's, about there being some kind of savage mode with yeah, it. It's, it's, it's actually, Dal- Dalriata, I think, is probably more comparable to uh, Castrum. Yeah. Because mm. they said that, I think, uh, previously it was said that uh, Delibrium would still be the hardest content. It would That savage would still be harder than Dalriata. Oh, interesting. It's, yeah. I Like, don't get me wrong, yeah, right. I actually really did like the Castrum. Yeah. And I, I do love Delabrum, but it does seem strange that right. I think after the great success of Savage with uh, Delabrum, and especially with this being the culmination of the whole thing, mm-hmm. that there wouldn't be some kind of optional, you know, Savage mode. And I think that yeah. also would have helped tide over some of the raiding community yep. that has been a little bit upset that they didn't get the ultimate. So, like, to me, I was actually excited because I was going, oh, my gosh, I wonder yeah, how hard this is going to be if I need to be trading in this metal to get the fortitude or valor or sucker so that I can actually help people survive it. But I guess it maybe yeah, just retroactively makes other stuff a little bit easier. Yeah, and Delabra I think a lot and- of it, too, I mean, especially um, when you consider just kind of in the, the content stratosphere or whatever we want to call it, like how much of like a, an outlier Delabrum is because you can't access it via duty finder. Um, and it's it's definitely content that I think, you know, I yes, there are people that still do Baldessian Arsenal, but it's really not that many. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be one of these things of content that it'll be popular for six months, maybe a little longer because we have the big delay with the expansion. But at some point, it's going to be hard to get people into that. And yes. so obviously these changes with the, the proofs of metal, like that'll help for smaller groups. But. I agree, but I actually have a big mm-hmm. butt on this one. Okay. I really only think that the reason that people aren't running Baldessian as much is because it's so hard to get to. Like, okay. even with even with some of the changes, I mean, it's, it's easier now, right? But I think so many people were put off of it 
and now it's not current and there's not an easy way to yeah. just get into it like with Delebrum, right? And it's one of those things where we see people run stuff over and over and yeah. over, right? Like old raid tiers, old extreme primals. Those are some of the exceptions where I think we really do see like a drop off over time. But for stuff like this that have unique achievements, unique rewards, um, these like special additional mounts, this kind of thing, mm -hmm. we've seen a community hang in there with like this Baldessian content despite all odds, which I think speaks to the fact that there is a group of players that would want to do this kind of thing, that would want right. to keep mm -hmm. coordinating these large scale groups and assaults even after they've run it into the ground. like. It's one of those things where I think this is a really good move for Essie to develop this kind of thing, to make more stuff like Delebrum. Because for so long, we've heard in the community, man, I'd love like uh, an extreme dungeon where it's like each of the different bosses is essentially a, you know, an extreme primal. Man, I'd love an actual raid that had trash mobs and unique things and like multiple bosses we had to progress through. Trash mobs. Yeah. I know. So it's one of those things where, to me, this just seems like such a great way to address and provide some content that, like, fills in a little gap that players might be feeling to some degree, but that isn't, again, like, a necessity in your full lineup of endgame, savage rating prog, ultimate rate, you know, it's something that is, again, like a, a different kind of effort, but still falls into that category so that players who like that are going to enjoy it, but then players who might be interested in it will want to still get involved for those unique rewards and things. Um, so I really, I hope they keep doing this. I hope yeah. we see more than just Delabrum in this lineup. And I think yeah. I was sort of hoping that this next one, Dalriata, would kind of prove that, that it would be something where it's like, this is a type of content we want to develop in our sort of patch cycle moving forward that players can expect. Because I think it's been so successful, all things considered. And it really could continue to be, you know, like before we, we started the podcast, we were just, you know, offhand talking about Destiny. And I'm like, that sort of content. The, the, the game, not just Equilibrium. like the idea yeah. of Destiny. Yeah, not just Destiny, <laughs> not our destinies, which is to be on the moon. It's like, man, you guys are deep when you're not on this. <laughs> but that sort of Destiny style raid, because when you think of Delibrium Savage, like, the first thing that you do is that whole slime slash, you know, other split. And it has these mechanics that are unique, right? Because mm -hmm. it's such a large-scale situation. So I'd love to see more of that. So, yeah, I would love... I think... I, I, think, I think... Yeah, go ahead. I, th I think for me, when we, we talk about this stuff um, and how we want to see more things like Delibrum, mm -hmm. um, m my brain immediately jumps to the Ultima Weapon Trial from FanFest. Yeah, and, and the kind of fiasco that that ended up being, where sure. you know we get the patch and it just like shows up in in uh, Dunskythe and we're like Yoshida, what what happened? He's like, what happened? we're not gonna have a forty eight person trial, like right. the queues are gonna be awful. And then they're like, okay, but also Delibrum. Uh, yeah. So it's like it's interesting. Like obviously it's different, Sorry. right? There's not role requirements. It's different content. But mm -hmm. for me, like part of part of me, every time I think about content like that, I'm like, okay. At some point, though, the queue, like, even even if yeah. it's easier to get into than, like, Eureka, like, obviously, like, Baldessian Arsenal is just, it's crazy to get into. But mm -hmm. even then, like, with, with Dalabrum, especially Dalabrum Savage now, um, that idea of, and this is this has always been kind of my stance, regardless of the, Destiny especially, right, where people yeah. shouldn't have to rely on outside game, or uh, means outside the game in order to participate in content, but that's exactly what Baldessian Arsenal is, that's exactly what... Yeah. Uh, what you know, Delibrum Savages, and so like obviously, there's people doing it, 
don't get me wrong. Right. People are doing it. People are enjoying it. Um, maybe not 100% my thing. Um, and yeah. so... See, it's very much my thing, and I'm all about that. And I, yeah. I hope that they do some of the stuff with... They have been addressing this, right? Doing some things where they're trying to like increase a flexibility and scaling system, mm -hmm. at least yeah. with some of the stuff uh, in you know Boja and the critical engagements and things like that. So I think that type of deal will make it more accessible, like you said, Fusion, if you can't get 48 people together. But at the same time, it is always impressive to me how much... Whenever I think there's no way we could get this many people together to do something in Final Fantasy XIV, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. how many times I am actually proven wrong with that. I remember at some point a while back, I was part of some, you know, marathon event type deal where we had like four or five different groups that were doing Crystal Tower raids, like all three alliances, everybody in there together, like it was a full group, minimum eye level, like doing these runs just for fun, you know, to kind of yeah. show off what the mechanics and things had been. And people came and they filled it. And it's like, I think that if you can prove that the content will be run and you have, you know, things that make it feel like this is a, a neat thing to do together, right? And with those larger scale instances, it takes a little bit of the pressure off. But I like that with Savage and things, they take advantage of those unique mechanics, the abilities, the actions, all that kind of stuff. Right. I think it is a really clever way to provide additional challenge in a unique way in the game. So for me, I, I do hope they keep doing it and I do hope they make it flexible. So yeah, it's not like it just dies out. Yeah. And we've seen some of those problems with things like Castrum, which even now people are still having trouble queuing for when they're trying to do their relics, which is unfortunate, but I've known several people recently. But I think again, that's because it's not accessible. You can't just queue up for it right. and go farm fates. You can't just, you know, it's one of those things where it's not like you can make a party finder and then go do something else. And then, you know, X amount yeah. of hours later. So I think that if they integrate them again in a way that's more accessible and is more of the regular content lineup, even if it has a unique way it's introduced to the game, that we will see players do it and players will run it, even if it's not maybe, yeah, like some huge, yeah. like it's not like not every like single person. Yeah. 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 It's going to yeah. be, it, you know, people are going to set it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that, that thing, like, especially looking at Castrum, where it's like, okay, we'll go in. Is Castrum up? No. Oh. Um, no. All right. I guess I'll just yeah. I'll sit here until it shows, oh, the instance is closed. I'll see you guys later. Like, right. there's there's a lot of, like, little weird quirks. And a lot of that is probably, li like, you know, limitations of the sure. game systems yeah. and stuff. But, um, I mean, yeah, one of, the, one of the best things about 14, um, it, we'll, we'll just set Eureka and Delibrum off to the side for a yeah, minute, sure. is, is just how accessible getting into mm -hmm. content is. Like, even if it's content that's, like, totally going to kick your ass, you can, like, easily flag up, you know, the Epic yeah. of Alexander and go in and get your, you know, your face handed to you. But, yeah. like, you know, it's these, you know, Eureka and Delibrum, it, they're their own, like, ecosystems. Right. And so while that's not bad necessarily right it is mm -hmm. different and it's it's definitely um a different kind of like balancing act that the the dev team has to play with making sure right. that people keep running this content especially now with uh with with like delibrum and castrum and how that stuff is required for the relic like that's being felt i think a little bit more uh this time around because you know previously it's just okay you just kind of grind a bunch of stuff but now there's these specific things you need to do that are on timers that you need people to do mm -hmm. um and so obviously like if if you know boja is what eureka turned into obviously the devs are learning from these experiences so right. 
whatever comes after this will will be even better. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll be I'll be curious. And I think you know the the proofs of metal. I think these buffs are definitely going to help um, mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. you know, people that need to catch up on this content. Um, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised too if at some point they go back and they they do some tweaks to Southern Front and to Castrum again, mm-hmm. just to make it easier. Or they, you know, maybe even depending if if it gets really bad, make it so you can circumvent the Castrum altogether. Um, right. So. I mean, all of that said, and all of the other thing, and the discussion about Savage, and all of yeah. the other you know details encompassing. I'm actually really excited. I've really yeah. liked these 48 player sort of pseudo dungeons. I think they've done yeah. some really fun stuff, even in Castrum. Mm-hmm. I love like the part where you have to split off and everybody's yeah. going down the different wings. I love these little creative ideas. I am really pumped. I love airships. I love mm-hmm. the whole 12 aesthetic. <laughs> so sorry, we've got loud honking outside my window, but um, they also the the looks really aesthetic. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's oh, very good. Girl. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the new zone because it also looks like from what we've seen of the visuals that it's like a little more varied, right. that the landscape and some of the details uh, I'm hoping are maybe just a little bit larger than the first map that we had so that there's a little more to explore and find and these new critical engagements and things that they're adding. I'm looking forward to it. There were right. a lot yeah. of, I think, fun discoveries those first mm-hmm. couple weeks of Boja. And gosh, the first time you go in for that red choco, you know, yeah. <laughs> critical, <laughs> it's so good. It's so hilarious. So... I'm really looking forward to more of I'm, that. I, I yeah, really I think it'll cool be it'll be fun too. to jump into. I think uh, I'm sure there'll be at least one thing in there that'll be just fantastically meme worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, definitely looking forward to it. So yeah, um, I, I love all the like. Just as the last thing to say on that part is, I love all of the like uh, mechanical lore. I don't know how to say this. Like the pyromancer, right? You know, like he. What are those abilities, right? How does it work in fourteen? Like, I love that sort of stuff. So as they show us more, you know, like, oh, it's, okay, how is he funny. doing that? You you bring that stuff up. Uh, I recently yeah. ran through uh, Alexander and uh, Warring Triad with my wife because she hadn't done them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Remember Ceruleum Tiger? Remember that was a thing. Yeah. That was a thing we had. Whatever happened to Ceruleum Tiger things? Why did we ever go back to that? That could have been a thing. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Going back uh, to Zadnor here, um, there's also going to be a means uh, for increasing mount speed. Um, skirmishes and critical engagements will be adjusted for fewer participants, right? We were just kind of talking nice. about it. We should have finished yep. the list before we start going on off the tangent <laughs> here. Um, the availability of large-scale assaults, again, like Castro Lacusatori, will be adjusted. Um, chances for being selected for duels will now increase upon non-selection, which is cool for people that are after that. Um, mm-hmm. And then Delbrum Regenerate Savage will be adjusted to allow uh, between 24 and 48 uh, participants. So, And they yeah, did also know, mention that alongside those uh, the new things we're getting, did we already cover this? I'm looking just to see. Alongside the new skirmishes and critical engagements, that they are adding new duels, which I thought was mm-hmm. a fun touch, especially for people yeah. who you know, did the first ones and, you know, really want to do the second. I'm curious if there's going to be some kind of culminating achievement or title that you get for having completed all of them between both zones. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I would love that. Not my thing. I don't think I could ever win any of those duels, but I know some people that are, like, really hard into the those things. Fusion, so. you could totally win them. They're actually not that hard. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. When you know the mechanics you and you know what well, well, abilities right. when, when you, you have know to everything, use. But, but, yes. like... We'll see what the rewards are. Like right now, I'm just all right. It's you know at this point, there's not a lot of people in Southern Front, so it's like I guess maybe that makes it easier to get into them. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's not my thing, and that's okay. Um, 
call it Witch Creek also... is a really cool title. That's it. I mean, yeah. It's I just think it's a clever idea. Yeah. It's something where again, we have a lot of players that I think want to showcase skills. And to put something in where, you know, it won, we had these critical engagements that for the first time are kind of, I mean, you see this with fates, I guess, but sure. they're of a slightly different caliber in their difficulty. So getting to see people yeah. fighting these epic battles while you're running around is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And then to also have something with these 1v1s where you are on the spot, right? And you are in the spotlight and there's this extra pressure to perform in a way that I think is, again, just a clever additional difficulty that has nothing to do with See just that, how many I, mechanics are layered not, on top I'm of each a, other. I'm not a fan of that that kind of extra yeah. pressure. I mean, that's why I, See, I, I, I'm really it. hesitant to do any like tanking or healing, right? I mean, I, I, went, to, I went to theater school, so being on the stage is something that <laughs> I find to be fun. And it is funny, though, because I was so nervous to tank when I first started. And yeah. yet the idea of doing something like these solos or these 1v1s where people are watching you and cheering you mm -hmm. on, I think that in and of itself is a reward. Like to be there and be witnessed mm -hmm. if you succeed is something that forms like a memory that is yeah, so sure. special. And those first few weeks when, you know, this released and, you know, I was running around with friends and somebody would get selected and we were all like yelling in the discord. Yeah. Like, See, you I'm, can like, do it. I'm like the complete opposite end of that, like in terms of like yeah. wanting to do it, because like, I don't want to take the duel away from somebody that might win and be able to give us all XP. Sure. Buffs. <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. be that guy. Sorry, everybody. I let you down. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I'm, a, I'm the glass half empty guy when it comes to, to duels. Um, they did show off uh, some of the. What? I was just going to say, I believe in you. You could do it. Thank you. I think Haps went through and beat every single one on White Mage. And Don't I went into one on White Mage. Don't even compare me to Haps. Like, come on. Really? <laughs> Fusion, like you day. listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> I raid. I've been in ultimates. Do all sorts of stuff. A lot of these 1v1s and you break down the mechanics, they're very simple. It's like simple things that you just like you already know. I know you know how, how to do it. And this goes for anybody else who might be nervous about these 1v1s. Like it's literally like the first one is literally just like stand, drop a puddle, move a step, stand, drop a puddle, a move a step. <laughs> I'm a pep top. Everybody, everybody gets a pep talk. Um, because it's a a win for you, pep <laughs> well, because it's something where I think people psych themselves out so much. Mm -hmm. But sure. like I was surprised when I first got into it how accessible these were. The only thing you need to know is like what action specifically you need to have for that encounter and when to detonate it. And the rest of the stuff really is like just stuff you've learned in the game already, right? So it's yeah. not like these 1v1s are something that only the cream of the crop, the absolute number one, only DPS, you know, people who are top parsers can do. And I hope that people will try them because it is something that I think is it's great. It's fun. It's different. It's interesting. Um, I haven't seen something like this in other games outside of like a 1v1 PvP arena. Yeah. And you can do it. Like you can do it if you look it up and you just have an idea of what to expect. So I hope that people will try it yeah. because I, I think it's worth it. You don't need to psych yourself out about it. It's it's a little nerve wracking with that performance element, but they're really simple like building blocks for the actual mm -hmm. fights themselves. Someone needs to clip that and then we just replay it. If anyone needs, you know, any sort of courage to do any that's, content. That's like, you know. that's our, our Shia LaBeouf just do it yes. cliff right just there. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> um, during the live letter, Yoshida gave us a, a little peek. There's also uh, some official images out now mm -hmm. of some of the rewards we'll be getting with Zadnor. Uh, if you guys liked the 
rewards from uh, Orbone Monastery. Uh, we'll be getting some more FF12 character glams here. Uh, Vieira's, you don't get a hat, but you get a headband. It at yeah, least shows you up. You get something. You get yeah. something. Um, and there's also going to be a two-person air bike mount. Anybody that's played 12 will Ooh. will recognize this. It's Fran! Yeah. It's Fran and Balthier's booty bike! <laughs> booty bike? Is that the so official... Much. Yeah, if you're in the front position, you're in the booty position. Sorry, I don't make the rules. It's just the accurate description of what's happening here. Also, Pedal's armor is so armor is so cute. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit bummed. I'm a huge 12 fan. For anybody who can't tell by my reactions. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit bummed that it looks as though they have once again added in like weird gender changes for the gear sure, where yeah. it's like mm. i can't tell if this is just that like one of the sets has the full shorts and the other one has like the leg strap with the shorts or mm. if it is female male it seems more like it is female male on this which is a little disappointing i'm like why in the world couldn't the guys just wear the shorts with the leg strap like i literally don't understand why you had to make some, them three-quarter shorts like short shorts <laughs> yeah. i yeah like I it's so. just it's weird to me. It's so yeah, it in strange. a game where like male characters can wear mini skirts. Mm -hmm. Why are you making them capri shorts for men? Like I just why don't even, get it. Why it's been really take the time to do that. Yeah. You know, waste it's your been time. Odd. You don't need to. It, we've had you know like there was the big push for for some of these outfits right to be yeah uh, uh, not gender locked yeah. and and then it, it it seems like they're just like. They did it, and then they're just like, okay, that was a thing. Now we'll just continue how we've been doing. Um, so that's yeah. kind of like, all right. It's maybe, yeah. you know, just a tradition that they do. Because, yeah, you could literally save time and money by just not making the male version. Like, why did you have to? Like, you don't need don't to. get it. It's, and it's, I don't know. It's frustrating because I know plenty of players who play male characters that want to show more skin. Or, like, you know, they, mm -hmm. they want to have more of those silhouettes. And I know plenty of female players who are the opposite direction, right? They're like, I wish yeah. that every set that I had didn't necessarily become like a boob window booty short situation. <laughs> and like, of course, vice versa, across the board, different people want different things. Like, for right. me, it always stands out oddly as like a female player when there is a version of a set that is like more inherently... And again, this is sort of not that I necessarily think that this set is sexualized. Like, I'll be right, real. But it's it is always weird to me when it's like, well, it's cool for the women to be wearing booty shorts, but not on our men, though. And I'm like, what? So I, you. I, OK, I just, okay. just want to go on record. <laughs> I think a Rogadin, a male Rogadin in booty shorts would be hilarious and amazing. And I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, it would also be like sexy. It would be cool. It would be inter like like. They don't always have to be like again. It's it's perceived sure. gender. It's like oh, short shorts on a woman somehow are appealing, but short shorts on a man is like funny and comical. And like I, I only say that because I know so many people who are across the gender spectrum that play Final Fantasy fourteen or LGBTQIA plus, who to them stuff like this is really frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. That gender separation and expectation of like what it is to look like a man in something and what it is to look right. like a woman in something. And to to some players, that's not going to matter. But mm -hmm. to other players, this kind of stuff happens. And there is that moment where you're just right. like, what, 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 what? why? <laughs> to me, it's always just 
why the extra effort, right? They're always like, yeah, you know, we're up against the wall. It's hard to do this. Then don't make the, don't make a difference in the gear. That's one less set to do. We can't make Vera, yeah. but, but what we can do is <laughs> yeah. make sure that that elven crap. guy has more longer pants than, yeah. than this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, more, again, more longer more, pants. Is that even yeah. <laughs> more longer pants? Like all of that said, I think these sets cute. I'm excited yeah. they're in here. We mm -hmm. still need a few of the 12 outfits. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if we'll ever see those added in if they're trying to do a full set, right? Because right. um, I think we missed Ash, right? We don't have we Ash, which Ash. is a huge one. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I would like to see more. I think they're really cute. I think the mount is really good. But yeah, there's just a few little things with this where, yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, why is this happening? I don't understand. I can't wait to see all the cosplay. And the stupid, yep. uh, just people running around town, yelling. <laughs> at oh Captain my Bush, god! I know. Yeah. It's gonna. I happen. hadn't even thought about that, and now that's the only thing I can think. Well, I right. mean, you you could do that already. You could do yeah, that you, already. Uh, we already have the Vaughn outfit, right? It's so. True. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And if you haven't played 12, go pick up Zodiac Age. It really makes the game it's very the quick person. and good and easy, and the music is great. <laughs> yep, Zodiac um, Age was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see where some of those uh, uh, enemies are coming from. Because you can see Belias, mm -hmm. you can see, you know, yeah. There's so much good stuff. And on that note, this is something that is sort of adjacent to, we were talking about some of the um, additional sort of lore reveals yeah. or discussions that we've had with interviews recently following mm -hmm. FanFest. And there is another one that I think is really interesting. If you're into Viera, if you're curious about male Viera, yes. if you're curious about all these other things. Up, yeah. Yes, Matsuno just recently had an interview. Do you remember what it was on, Aldino? Ah, uh, I don't know where it was. I just remember finding the translation and being like, yes, he talked about it. It was a Japanese <laughs> language interview, but there's yeah, a lot of translations going around. Yeah, people are posting it and things like that. Chances um, are probably discussing... pretty high that it's like Famitsu or Four Gamer or it, the, yeah, you know, the yeah. usual suspects, right? But they were discussing um, particularly Viera and like the the ways that they, um, I guess, identify with gender and and the discussion between female and male Viera. So that's a really good read if you haven't read it yet, um, directly from 12's creator as well, which is cool. People are like, oh, it's not lore. And he's like, no, actually, we just didn't. We, we were we were gonna. But we just didn't. <laughs> he's like, but I left the project, so we yeah, never totally made it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, with this content, we'll also be getting the final step in resistance weapon upgrades. Mm -hmm. So if you still are working on raids or Delabrums, mm -hmm. you know, I don't yeah. want to say try and get them done by Tuesday, but maybe try and get them done by Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> I still need four Delabrum runs for my dragon. Uh, I always uh, do this every time I go, I don't want to do the relic. And then the last version comes out and I look at it and I go, ah, but it's finally a good book. And then I do the relic. And I'm upset at myself for the next expansion and go, I'm not going to do that again. I, I, do I, again. I don't know how I'm going to be able to psych myself up for the machinist one. We are, it's already a gun gun. Yeah. It's literally two guns in one gun. I don't know how they're going to top this. I don't know how it's mm. going to motivate me to want to get it. I, I mean, I'm in the reverse of this because I have not particularly loved the white mage one. I, mean, mm. I do think that the tree branch is actually a kind of unique and interesting yeah. sort of druidic feel. So for very specific glams, that one's really cool. But 
when it comes to like the overall evolution thus far, I haven't been super taken by white mm -hmm. mages, but I'm making myself do it anyway, because I'm sitting here going, if I at least get through one, it makes doing the others easier. So I'll get right. through one and I'll get it all level. And then if I and decide the others are cool, I'll do those. And I'm sure at some point they'll make those a little bit easier too. Like it's yeah. same thing for me. Like right, I'm manning machinist, but like I play Durg a lot too, so I'm working on both of those. Mm -hmm. But then like that glowy Gunbreaker one looks really nice, even though I don't mm -hmm. really play a lot of Gunbreaker, but I do have it leveled because it's Gunbreaker, and I played a lot of eight back in the day. And so like it's kind of silvery and bluey, and it yeah. kind of looks like the ultimate weapon from eight. And so I kind of want it, but also like I don't want to do fifteen more Dalabrim runs because I value my sanity. So. We'll, we'll see. We'll I see couldn't what tell from that. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, they say uh, with these uh, new weapons, the stats will be slightly better than those uh, mm. from Eden's Promise Savage. Um, and right, just like we were saying, um, once this upgrade has been done, uh, the process for upgrading further weapons will differ. So it'll probably be a little easier. So. That's nice. I like that they did that this time yeah. around. Oh yeah. It is cool. Oh yes. I I mean, I I it's tough because I understand how you want to make this a grinding effort and also mm -hmm. just how you want to make it so that this content and stuff that we've been discussing, you know, coming out of this expansion is still being run and people can still get cues for a variety of things or see an open world where people are doing fates. So all of that I understand functionally. But I do find that I am far less likely to engage with it if every single one is just super, like, it's all the same super hard to get. Like, if I get one done and it makes the others easier, there's some little part of my brain, I'm sure there's a psychological reason mm -hmm. for this, but there's some little part of my brain that just goes, well, but it's easier now to do all the others, so I'll do those. And that just makes more. it feel yeah. better to me, yeah it's it's weird right because it's it, like especially after doing all the the like the raids in that like middle step right you don't have to do yeah. those anymore and that's great but then like i just look at that little the little quest in the corner of my screen you know zero out of 15 delibrum runs and i'm just like i don't i don't wanna <laughs> i just i don't wanna I'm yeah. a weirdo. I I was so <laughs> sick and tired of the 24 man runs and i even love mm -hmm. evilies i love 12 right I don't know what it is about Delabrom. I'm weirdly obsessed with running it. And I admit that this is just I'm a I'm sure it has thing. absolutely nothing to do with, with that strong Rogadin woman at the end on her weird robot unicycle thing. I want I mean, that. I am fine. <laughs> which which part, wants... Aldi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm fine if she wants to use me as like a footrest. Like if I need to kneel down by the chair... And then she, just, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, so I'm a simple Looks woman. like you don't need that weird robot unicycle thing. I, I can hold a wheel, jump on my back. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm weirdly obsessed with Delabrum. I'm not sure mm -hmm. what, like, what it is. I just think that the designs are cool. I think the idea is neat. I love mm -hmm. the whole progression. For some reason, I am not sick of it yet. But I will check in after I have done at least one or more weapons fully. Right. I'm on the Delabrum step right now. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's your, your first weapon. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. See. See. I'm like 11 into like my second, so I'm just like, oh, oh well, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah. This I is mean, so less work than the other relics, but uh. <laughs> granted, I was before that just queuing into Delabrum for fun. See, and that's mm, that's uh, you gotta you gotta make use of every run you got. <laughs> yeah. I 
it's one of those things, right? Because I usually don't interact with this content, and uh, I'm try I'm trying uh, to get some time. Because what I want to do is literally level every DPS. I'm not going to say every single job, because there's like for bard. I'm not even a bard. I'm like level 29. I think I stopped at. So I'm still mm -hmm. an archer. I want to do all the DPS before the media tour. If if there's a media tour, just so that if there's things to cover, I would understand all of the rotations. And that's stupid, and I shouldn't be doing that. But I also... Oh, well, you got four or five months, got speed, sir. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I am way behind on all of those. Like, so behind. There isn't are some it, jobs great that how, like, you get this, like, amazing idea, and you're like, oh, yeah. you're so on top of this stuff. I'm yeah, I want to do, do it. This. And then, like, five minutes later, you look at your schedule and you mapped it all out. And you're like, I am so behind. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. How am I, I even going to do that? I mean, the one good thing is that level skips exist now. I Which, mean, I wasn't going to. I, I mean, mean, yeah. You know, when, of, when it comes down to the time or money. Alternatively, yeah. you could throw mm -hmm. them in a deep dungeon. Yeah, it's true. We got the earring if you pre-ordered, you know. Yeah. Oh, I need to redeem yeah. that code still. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where, especially this is for me personally, right? If you are a veteran player and you are mm -hmm. experienced in playing DPS, for example, right? With you wanting to level out the DPS so that you have a fundamental understanding of how they operate, what the changes would mm -hmm. be like, et cetera, right? I'm of the opinion usually that if you have that perspective and experience and you are familiar with how DPS right. functions within the parameters of Final Fantasy, if you level skip those classes really and then like play them, you will still You're probably fine. understand oh, yeah, how they work. <laughs> Yeah, you I wasn't know? talking about the stigma. I'm just like, that's a lot of money when you think I about mean, it. I mean, that's true. I have, yeah, mm. I'm like, I haven't leveled anything other than Summoner and, like, Machinist. So. But if you get to those last couple, it gets yeah. real tempting. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. As someone who's done the Amaro mount, I'm, I, I know that you have the experience. I got to the point... See, this is funny. I'm over here like, I can run Delabrum forever. Yeah. I got through half of my classes for Amaro, and I was like... I cannot take this for another day. <laughs> I cannot handle it. <laughs> so, yeah, I bought a lot of. So, so, like, so I Rook just sent all of Square Enix's kids to college with all of her potions. Hey, you know what? I've always been of the mind, being a developer. Hey, if you like a game and you have the money to spend, do it. Like that's that's what you should be doing. If you're, you, if you want to support, if you're them, having fun at the end of them. the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, if you can, if you can afford it, freaking do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, I didn't mind leveling them in that mm -hmm. last gap. I didn't even mind going back into things like Palace, right. right? I liked learning the classes. It was just, holy cow, that 1 to 50, I yeah. I know mm -hmm. it goes get... faster than ever at this point, yeah. but I just couldn't with, like, a handful of them. I just couldn't do I don't want to do, do Brave Flux. I don't want to do Brave Flux, man. I just you know, don't want to do here's, it. Here's a question, right? Without trying to go off on, like, a completely, like, sure. other yeah. tangent, right? Well, there's not do a lot in the live letter. Do you think that experience would have been better if you had all of your actions available and they just sink down to what oh, yes. you were at? That's, to me, that's part of the reason why I don't play Summoner in a lot of content. I just play anything else because it drives me I, I do. I do get a little a little sad if I like queue up for something and I'm like, turret, ew. Yeah. I don't want it. I want my robot. What is what yeah. is this little, little thing? What is this? Yeah, it's funny. I like... I even like running lower level stuff. Mm. It's it's weird because I tell people I don't love to tank, but I love to tank early dungeons, mostly sure. just because I like being a tank. I know those dungeons really well, and I like helping new players while I tank mm. my way through them. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, it just, 
there's a lot of little things in those dungeons where people don't know what's happening or they're just learning their stuff. Right. And if you have a tank that knows how to navigate like Todorok or Hawk yeah. Manor the first time, it can make oh, a gosh, huge yeah. difference. Yeah. I, I had it, Todorok, like the last time I did Todorok, I don't even remember when it was, it was a while ago, but I go in there and I'm like, crap, where do we go? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't remember. I find it weirdly satisfying to tank those but I don't like tanking at all ever after that point. And I mean, I'll do it and I can be fine and I won't die. Like, it's not an right. issue. I just, mm. it, I like it better at those lower levels. In almost everything else though, I do find myself missing those other abilities. And there are mm. certain, you know, certain moments or thresholds like Aurum Veil and the fact that you yeah. don't have Medica 2 as a white mage where you mm. sit there and you're like, do I manually put regen on every single one of these babies? <laughs> or do I like it just so you know, it's, there are these weird little hitches where it feels like you should have certain abilities mm -hmm. or how long it takes to unlock the, uh, this is all white mage perspective because that's been my sure. main this expansion. Um, but you know, even in other things, this shows up as well, mm -hmm. where your AOE unlocks really weirdly late or really yep. super early, or like not having the AOE Lily heal is a really strange, awkward thing up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. Cause you get so used to using it in lieu of everything else. I'm just imagining Rook, like casting all these regens in Aurum Vale and be like, why won't the ninja eat the fruit? Just eat yeah. the fruit. Exactly That's it. all you got to do. That's eat exactly the fruit. It. Because you sit there and you're like, hey, if you eat the fruit, it'll cleanse every debuff you have. I see, my friend, you still have not eaten the fruit. And now you have so many stacks that not even my regen can save you. you. It's, it's funny. I have I have two regrets from 1.0. Uh -huh. One is not having gotten the, the, uh, the white ravens legitimately. Oh. The second mm -hmm. one was not having gotten that legacy achievement for completing Armvale without eating a fruit. <laughs> there was an achievement for that? That's amazing. Yeah. Maybe that's oh why people don't gosh. eat it. Oh my gosh. That would be so... I This would be my dream. Uh -huh. If they ever wanted to do an Orm Veil that was like, like we've, there's been mention of things like Mythic Plus systems, right? Mm -hmm. Orm Veil is one of those dungeons that I think would be hilarious if there was some hard mode version of it that you could toggle mm -hmm. where you weren't allowed to eat like any fruits and any stacks that you got were persistent for the entire thing. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> like that would be so fun. Well, I that's one way to that. learn how to play a healer. Yeah, <laughs> I would run that all the time. I would do it constantly. That would be so fun to me if you had your full skill set and I had to use it as a white mage. Um, unfortunately, I don't see them doing anything like that. But no. it would be unique. Yeah. It'd be interesting. There's some, there um, some cool things with the 1.0 dungeons. Like you could, like there were speed chests. Like if you got to the end yeah. and beat it in a certain mm -hmm. amount of time, you'd get an extra chest. Yeah, that's why bards were so popular in 1.0 because we could yep. make things go fast. We could give black mages MP. Never even saw Gruda's sisters. I just, I went as Bard, yeah. everybody else with a black mage. We just, she was done. That was it. That's that was it. the fight. The end. And you says, comes out, I'm like, oh, wow, cool. They added ads into this fight. No, they were there the whole time. But you says the Legend of Orm Vale Ultimate, which I yeah. just would love. Look, I just, yes, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Mm -hmm. It was an ultimate. That dungeon. would be fun. I, I mean, can't... even a version of Sestasha where you had that breathless. Yeah. Like debuff from mm. um, the Evil East raids, and there were like specific areas where like you had to run and burn DPS, like like you know burn and add. Mm -hmm. You had to like book it as fast as you could and burn this thing so that you could cleanse the debuffs and then make it to the next checkpoint. That would be super fun. There's just a I, lot of like unique yeah. little want, things like, they could fit in. or something. Yeah. Now I think that'd be so yeah, fun. yeah, uh, it'd be cool. 
this is totally that's completely off basis of anything that's to do with the live letter oh, but yeah. it's just yeah, my absolutely feeling nothing to do with anything um Another thing that they mentioned in the live letter uh, was desynthine uh, gear obtained from trials. So this mm -hmm. is fun. Uh, gear obtained from certain extreme trials didn't yield the crafting materials when uh, desynthed. So you would get the materials from Shinryu, Suzaku, Siryu, Titania, Innocence, Hades, but you wouldn't get them from like Zervan, Byakos, Tsukiyomi, Warrior of Light. Um, that's weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Basically, Yoshida's like, yeah, we really didn't have anything that said, like, we needed to do this, and so it just wasn't consistent. Uh, so they're changing it. So um, mm -hmm. with 5.5, 5, uh, 5, I guess, uh, adjustments are going to be made so that all the gear obtained from the extreme trials uh, will yield the uh, crafting materials. So I nice. love that Yoshida-san was just like, yeah, this was, we just, that was our bad. <laughs> like yeah, it was super it. funny that's he weird didn't how did even, that happen there's no corporate talk nothing he was just like yeah so it turns out that we didn't have a rule for it so people were just doing like whatever and so <laughs> that's why it seems like there was no real reason because there was no real reason and we acknowledge that and i was like i appreciate this <laughs> like i don't know why it's just one of those little things that yeah. So many other yeah. places you would see, I don't know, like a whole blog post or something where they were just we like, we decided that yeah. this was something we wanted to unify. And I love that Yoshi was like, you were all right. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It turns out that we just messed up. <laughs> I, I love it. There's, you know, a video game is a big, complicated. There's so many monstrosities. Right. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like, of. oh, crap. You know, we didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're like Whoops. looking back at the spec doc. They're like, oh, yeah, we never really <laughs> said, but we didn't lay any, any kind of default parameters out or anything. Okay, well, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we'll go sure. ahead and just throw that in there for you. Fine. Our bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Turns out that's why you get 310 gil. You know, it was just when you do a quest, you got to get gil. 310 is the default. That's what you get. I don't know. <laughs> there was an algorithm somebody made they're not on the team anymore we don't question yeah. it we just that's it worked it was fine <laughs> it's like we ran the numbers 310 gil from these repeatable quests that generates x amount of gil which is way more than any game should generate so we're just going to leave it there we're not going to increase it we're not going to decrease <laughs> it which is 310 that's God, yeah that's, that's like oh i should ask Yoshi that I'd be like so what's up with 310 gil like what's yeah Give me the give me the lowdown. What's up with three ten? Yeah. Why? <laughs> He's like three ten is the street address where I used to live when I got my first job in game development. I <laughs> you joke, but that that seriously happens so right. often. It's Could like um, it. I mean, all the the Pixar movies have uh, yeah. and I don't remember the number, mm -hmm. but they have a number because it was like the name of a classroom that a lot classroom, of the, yep. the animators went to. Like yep. it's just little little things like that. Um, Those personal touches are just so yes, great. I mean, even this, and uh, with some of the stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about before we get through everything today, mm -hmm. but some of the stuff from FanFest on day two as well, which this sort of encompasses with the live letter and yeah. everything. Those little moments that do remind you that the team that creates this game are people and humans, oh. and, you know, it's yeah. just, it's so great because I think 14's so special in the way that they communicate and how mm -hmm. much communication we have, and... Of course, there are things where people, you know, like with male Vieira and stuff, yeah. right? And female Hrothgar, where people are like, why don't we have communication mm -hmm. about this? Because usually we get so much communication. 
but it's fun. It's just nice. And it's, I think, a real testament to both our community and the developers that we can have these very human moments together. And so this was such a weird little thing. I don't even, you know, I'm glad that they changed this, but just the way that he talked about it yeah. made me just kind of go like, oh, I'm just glad that they caught that and I'm glad they listened. And this is just another piece of proof that they pay attention to what people mm -hmm. are saying and, you know, really care about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they threw out a upcoming schedule, obviously. Uh, Endwalker has announced last week, November 23rd. Um, so we have, we have a little, a little bit kidding. We have a lot of bit of time, um, yeah. before, before this comes out. So, uh, they kind of gave us the, the old, uh, roadmap here. So we'll have 5.55 this coming Tuesday, May 25th sometime in July, we're going to have the make it rain campaign is going to come back. Um, and then, uh, June, July, uh, we'll get, uh, 5.57. And then July, August, we'll get 5.58. Um, in August, we'll get the Moonfire Fair and the Rising event. Mm -hmm. um, in September, the Final Fantasy 15 collab will come back. Um, so if you didn't get the Regalia the first time around, now's the time to do it. My assumption would be that this will be like the Lightning Returns event. This will be the second time they run it. And then it's Mog Station after that. So if you don't yeah. want to pay for it, do it in September. Um they also said that, uh, where was it? It wasn't on the actual thing. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, sometime between September and November um, is hopefully uh, some kind of Endwalker media tour. Uh, mm -hmm. If there is one, we'll be there. We have no idea how it's going to work this year. If it's in person, if it's virtual, Digital, I, you know, no idea. Server somewhere, uh, who knows? We will, yeah. If there if there is one, we will have information for you when the time comes I for that. Cannot we wait do. to get a I'm screenshot excited. of every single tooltip again and put <laughs> it together on a murder board per job. That is oh, my favorite my thing gosh. to do. Like I I hate how like stupid busy we get, but it's also like yeah. it's like okay, we're up to like three a.m. Okay, I'm gonna set my alarm yeah. for the embargo in another three hours. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm it's so just, excited. Just this is fun. gonna be great. Yeah, Go ahead, collaborating. Oh, no, it's just fun collaborating <laughs> with the community, too, because there's invariably something that you miss. And you're you're over there going, hey, yes. hey, do you do you happen to have screenshots? Did you take a screenshot of wildfire? Yeah. <laughs> I have play? everything except for wildfire. It's like we're trading Pokemon <laughs> cards, you know? I'll trade you my Zapdos for your wildfire. Yeah. Plus, I mean, so many people have had questions since we didn't see anything with the keynote or fan fest mm -hmm. about things like the new capstone abilities or right. the like yeah. job demonstration. Well, and those those always come with with the media yeah. too. I think yes. I think people were just because this this year's been a little different in terms yes. of how information has come out. So I don't I don't blame them for thinking that maybe they would mix it up and, and give us that stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. definitely September November we'll absolutely have that information. So. Yeah. I didn't um, think and, we would have, but I would Yeah, have. I mean, I, was, I wasn't sure because, right, we didn't know until they announced yeah. the release date. Like, yeah. if this was going to be the last major news yeah. until the expansion. So everybody was kind of like, uh, well, if it's still coming kind of, you yeah. know, right on that threshold between, like, summer, fall, or... But since we knew it was pushed back so far, it makes sense that we would get mm -hmm. something that would give us some yeah. more information. Um, of note, though, is that, again, this year we don't have an All Saints event. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they kind of do like mm. last year where there is a, like you can do the old one maybe, but they, they, um, 
they tied it into like another event. They kind of like doubled up, right? I, I'm trying to remember exactly what they did, but it was like you could get into it, but it was technically part of. Was it Rising? And no, because Rising is usually earlier. Yeah, they did. No they doubled down on it with something. It wasn't yeah. the holiday event. I can't imagine they would yeah. do it for the <laughs> Christmas one, Starlight. I mean, yeah, but it was like doubled up. Christmas, they could. That's yeah. true. I mean, it, and it could be that maybe they they are planning on it, um, yeah. and they just, and they just uh, you know, they Since they, it's a they minor event. there wasn't a rule that they had to include it here. So, but you know, they've admitted that was their mistake, um, and going forward on all roadmaps. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You like, mean... it's one of those things too, right? Because the way that that uh, you know, fourteen is structured with their events, usually they have exclusive items for that event each mm-hmm. year, and then next year you can buy them from the mog station right so there is that like real money aspect involved mm-hmm. but like you know if they were to like reuse an event there's a bunch of people that i'm sure haven't you know hadn't done it yeah. yet or hadn't gotten the stuff from last year I, like I'd, I'd be cool if they just reused it just to have it there because it right. it does feel kind of odd that like this past year they've just kind of like skipped events mm. yeah so, it's like, I get it's it to an extent, tough. but, like, mm-hmm. in theory, like, you already have the data just, like, flip the switch, right? Like, I'm not a developer. I don't claim that it's that easy, but, like, right. flip the switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, mentioned that it was part of uh, Make It Right, ah, and that was it. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. It was That's tied right. in. That's right. That's right. But it is, it is, it's, it's tough, right? Because I do agree. I think that if, you know, and especially in these years where extenuating things have happened or we have a new expansion, if they said we're just going to run the same one as last year, I think a lot of people would be like, okay, I just want the expansion. That's fine. And yet at the same time, one of the things that did stand out to me when I first started playing the game was the fact that these seasonal events were different each year. And that to me, it felt like there was something special to be a part of that ongoing narrative because everything else in the game has such longevity. It's not like they, you know, they want it to be replayable for ages, but to be able to have said like, oh yeah, I was part of this year. I remember this thing. I did this Mm -hmm. event. I always liked that because it avoids the pitfall of having, you know, massive patch content that only lasts for three months and then is gone from the game where it's some sort of, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Guild Wars 2 tried that with mm-hmm. their first living season where it was like, only if you're playing the game now will you be a part of this crisis that's affecting the land. And that's just not sustainable. But to have these little like fun events that give you a sense of the time you've spent in the game, I do think is really special versus something like, wow, where I was so excited for the seasonal events and then I found out it was like the same thing every single year forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very sad about that. Yeah, so, it's, it's weird, right? Because, and especially with 14, I think there's such a, an expectation for, for story stuff, right? Sure. Uh, but, you know, and, and I think, like, as we've seen this, this past week, this community is super awesome, super understanding, mm-hmm. super supportive. If they repeated it, like, nobody would care. Nobody like, would care. You would have the, the older players be like, you know what? This year's been a little crazy. That's fine. And then you would still have new players that, you know, maybe started playing this year because of how crazy things have been. And it'll be their first time able to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I would be totally, totally fine if, if they did that for, for any event. You know, I just um, want... though, the, the fact that they are bringing that 15 collab back um, yeah. is nice because those are those are a little less, uh, you know, uh, formulaic yeah. in terms of like yeah. timing and, you know, things like that. So it's nice that we are getting that back. Uh, I so just want Garlemald Horror Night as a as a Garland Halloween Mald event. Hor- what is this? Like you know, six like, flags, like... To... yeah, exactly. 
God, what did they call what did they yeah. call it like fright fright fest was that yeah, fright fest. Fest. Yeah. Fright yeah. Fest. yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. that was that was yeah yeah it's like fright fest but uh i mean oh, they have the that, whole that. mini game with fashion right. They could do something where, like, you had some kind of costume party, you know? That would be funny. That would be fun. I mean, you know, this this expansion, at least for what it seems like, is about terror and terminus beasts and, you know, like, the end of the world. Like, Halloween would be a great event to do, you know. But, you know, maybe they'll do it next year. Oh, for sure. I'm sure this is just a, mm -hmm. a matter of timing with the expansion. Yeah, I mean, the fact that November is what we're at. But there was, again, at FanFest... That little, like, little offhanded comment about maybe October if we can manage it. And I keep thinking about that because I'm like, I, well, but you have a specific date for the expansion. Mm -hmm. I do not want to get my hopes up. And I don't think any of us should that it'll come out in October. Oh, but no. I mean, it could just be yeah. that this was something where they were going if we have any chance of this or if we are in no matter what the final throws of this expansion, you know, we just aren't going to necessarily be able to do this. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the haunted house shows up, you know? Yeah. And again, Halloween isn't celebrated as much around the world as it is at a, so that's a whole sure. other thing, but yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. like a lot of people enjoy it, even if they aren't from yeah. countries that necessarily celebrate that, you know, as, as large as mm -hmm. we do. Yeah. Um, also, uh, where was it? So, um, a few weeks ago, uh, when, when patch 5.5 drops, um, we were like, hey, so like for some reason, the Steam patch notes say that data tra data center travel is 5.58. This says that 5.58 uh, is like July, August. Awesome. Uh, no, <laughs> that, that's not what they're they're sticking with. Uh, you know, and again, right when we talked about this originally, we're like, was this supposed to be here? They haven't said it anywhere else. Is this is this right? Is this right. not right? Um, so they're saying that. Uh, Kind of like the media tour, they are looking uh, somewhere between September and November for the implementation of data center travel. So, uh, I mean, that's that still gives uh, gives a uh, you know a few months there for something to potentially yeah. do right before the expansion releases. So, um, we'll just have to keep an eye out and see when that comes out. So, um, and of course, um, Fox Lodge chimed into here with this schedule um, with the rising in August. That's usually around the time they do their 14-hour broadcast. Um, obviously, things being the way they are, maybe they can do it this year, maybe they can't. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's something to uh, to keep an eye out for as well. So that's pretty much it. Oh, there were some new furnishing items that were shown. Yeah, this, yeah there were a couple of they were like items. a little There's, footnote. <laughs> yeah, there was a Q and A with uh, Ishikawa-san. Yoshida um, also did a Q and A with with some yeah. players via Zoom, which. I, I gotta say, when I first heard that they were doing this, I was just like, Godspeed, people Terrified. that. Like, yep. right? Like, pe people that are, like, in the know are like, oh my god, yeah. you brave souls. Yeah, it actually seriously. worked out pretty well. It went really well. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that it, it did work out well. Um, nothing, like, super earth-shattering out of yeah. that. Uh, both Q&A, so we're not gonna, like, go in-depth on anything here. But all the, the, the VODs and stuff are up for these if you do want to go back mm -hmm. um, and watch them. All um, that is really important is that Ishikawa is a gem and a treasure yes, and needs mm -hmm, to be protected true. at all costs. And I love her. She's so funny. Like she writes these incredibly nuanced, detailed, mm -hmm. morally ambiguous characters. You can tell that she's drawing on all of this experience that she's had with people and in her own mind. And then when, you, when she's talking, it's like the most humble, 
but also the most vague. And I love mm -hmm. it where she it's, goes, you know, yeah. I want you to interpret it. So interpret it. And then it's, <laughs> you know, she, <laughs> she'll say something. Somebody asked her like what she does to relax. And she was like, I look at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I love you. I want to go look at the sky with you. Let's go look <laughs> at the sunset. Girl, I'll find you a nice bench. We'll have bento. We'll sit. <laughs> like, and she's literally just describing for ages, like, there's one sky I like to look at. It's, you know, over here. And I really like it in the morning when the golden light is there. And I was like, me too. I love the golden hour. And then she's like, and this other spot when it's nighttime. That's <laughs> like... I am not surprised yeah. it's, it's that funny. the skies played this. such a role. Yeah. We have this, and then we have, like, remember that we lived. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is the same woman. And then, like, cue to, like, the 14-hour broadcast when they introduce everybody. And they show, like, Yoshida, like, talking. And then there's, like, the people, like, lined up behind them. But you don't really see them. But you see the plushies. And then you just see Ishikawa, like, grab the chocobo and make the chocobo wave at the camera. Same person. <laughs> like, yeah. she's amazing. <laughs> She is so fantastic. That. She plays with those plushies all the time in the 14-hour broadcast. It's so great. Yeah. I um, love it. Um, she's amazing. And mm -hmm. yes, it's just so great. And it's cute, too, to see her and Yoshida interact. Right. Because I feel like they're very much opposites. Like, she has that kind of, like, vague, impulsive creativity. And Yoshida's very, like, methodical and specific. Mm -hmm. And, like... You can see that they both appreciate each other so much. And there will be these moments where, like, during the Q&A, Yoshida, she'll say something like, I looked at the sky. And then Yoshida's over there and he's like, well, the actual development yeah. process. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so, oh my gosh, it just is so charming. And it really brings to life the people that are working on this game. And, and I also just want to say that it has been so empowering seeing uh, a lead female writer, like mm -hmm. especially coming out of, um, you know, like a, a Japanese game company, which I mean, again, there's a lot of diversity. There's all sorts of people that are working on games, right? But to see them so uplift and empower and like put in the spotlight, this lead writer um, who is a woman. And to me that like, you know, that's just really special. Like it makes me feel just so excited and happy about just so many things, you know, and, and it's hard to encapsulate. And again, that's not going to sure. be everybody's experience, but mm -hmm. um, the fact that they have so many different kinds of people working on this game who are also mm -hmm. equally passionate and that they empower and uplift them, it just brings a smile to your face. It's just great. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about the entirety of the fan fest kind of, and you know, you look at the development panel and I, I love that obviously thinking about what I do for a living. Um, but just seeing the way that those those people talk as well, because they're the more analytical. But when they talk about things like, yeah, I took this as what not to do. And then they all have a laugh. And it's like, yeah, that's right. They're joking behind the scenes as well, you know. Uh, that, that just, yeah, it gives you a nice insight to the team and why things are the way that they are. Yeah. Um, so because this was a, a fan fest uh, live letter, mm -hmm. we had some, uh, some pretty crazy uh, announcements at the end here uh they will be doing a collaboration with uh citizen the watchmaker um to release two final fantasy 14 themed watches um it's it's so funny because i'm sitting there watching the live letter and a couple times during the live letter and this is this go i don't know if this is like weird obsession attention to detail i've talked to yoshida too many times but i'm like yoshida's wearing a new watch <laughs> <laughs> And then they come out. He's like, "Hey, look at this!" I was like, "I knew it." <laughs> you can't um, hide it. 
yeah and then ishikawa was like me too um so they have a, a two different models they have a darkness model and a light model uh the dark one will go for uh 4400 yen so that's like uh i'm now it's 350 i i'm awful at conversion (laughs) i'm looking at the website right now i'm looking at the store and it's 399 this one okay uh, us dollar so 399 for the darkness yeah and And 349 349 for the light model which has two bands so yeah just weird super shiny which is cool i do not wear watches yeah (laughs) I don't care about watching. I want to be like, yeah, me neither. I know. But I think these do look really nice, you know? I mean, if I were more, like, I'm not a watch person, but my partner is. So if my, you know, my partner would probably wear it all the time. I have never worn watches, but. See, I I, I grew up wearing watches. Nowadays, I'm like, if it's not a smart one, I don't care. Like if it's if it's gonna like show me my text messages so I can be lazy and not like take the phone out of my pocket that's really right next to where the watch is <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I just want a watch that tells me I did a good job if I take more than three steps every hour. Okay, I just need that motivation in my life. That constant reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a um, few people when this was revealed. We were you know talking and hanging out a little bit. Who said, oh, I wish there was a version that was a smartwatch, you know, just because for them, yeah. they've maybe replaced it to something, you know, they don't use just traditional watches. They use smartwatches, like you said, to give them feedback about fitness stuff or appointments or yeah. things. But I mean, maybe someday we'll there get a smartwatch version. There are people that are super just into watches and this is for them. <laughs> I will fully acknowledge this was not, I am not their target demographic for this. Sure. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh I am also not their target demographic for the next thing, but this is still like I can appreciate how yeah this is really cool. This is, um, so so Yoshida's like yeah okay we have this watches and then Soka's like that's a cool that's a cool watch Yoshida-san hold my sake and he walks out with this Final Fantasy fourteen edition Fender Stratocaster <laughs> like what? Mm-hmm. Um, so these are gonna be um. They actually have a whole page for this. There's there's actually quite a bit going on just about this guitar. So these guitars are handmade. Um, they are thirty five hundred dollars U.S. Um, they will take pre-orders late twenty twenty one and ship early twenty twenty two. In addition, uh, we will be getting a performance mode update in the next patch here on Tuesday with an electric guitar with the model of this Fender. And you can also get it as a furnishing to hang on your wall. I love that. I love it. It's so so good. I mean, this is one of those things where I've heard a lot of people who were like, it's that expensive. And for anybody who doesn't, you're not really familiar with, you know, instruments and things. Fender is a pretty huge name. And it's one of those sort of more luxury guitar makers, right? So the price did not surprise me. Coming from a musical home, being around instruments my entire life, I, I went, yep, that's about right. That's about how much that guitar <laughs> will be. Handmade. 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 Like, oh, and it's got some really cool details on it, too. Like, on the on the body of it, there's um, there's two parts with this kind of, like, trans, 
transparent-y, like, crystal darkness, kind of stuff, too. It, yeah. yeah, like, it looks really, like, really cool. Like, I've never seen that on a, on a guitar. Not, not that I've seen a lot of guitars, right? Like, I don't have just, like, magazines all over the place of just guitars <laughs> that I look at. But, like, these, you know, I haven't seen this before. And so, like, it looks really cool. Um, if I was made of money, yeah, maybe. But I'm not made of money, and I don't know how to play guitar. So, um, yeah, it does, it does look really cool. I'll do it. Uh, do you play guitar? I get the sense that maybe you know how to play a little bit. I hear. do not, but I was a musician. I do know how to play some instruments, and I do have a guitar trainer that I've been working with because of the pandemic, right? It was like, I was bored. I was like, I got a ukulele. I learned how to play a little bit. Like, you know, I kind of want to get into guitar. And then this one happens, and I'm like, well, that would make me do I've, it. Cause I that have much seen a few people that's like, yeah, I could learn guitar. Yeah. Right, like I have and if done that's that. you, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I've always wanted to, but I—that's a yeah. lot of money. Then it's it so tempting. I once tried to learn guitar because in my head I was like, I think actually I said this. I don't know if it was on my stream. I don't know, but I went. I really had this vision of myself like sitting, you know, out in like the college quad kind of thing with yeah. the guitar, picking up like ladies and and bros and just being like, "Hey, what's up? I'm your pansexual dream, and I can play guitar." Like need, it was my wonderful. dream for so long. Yeah, yeah here's wonderful. Well, like the, the, it's just like the, the stereotypical. You need the you need the the cap with the feather in it. You need to just sweet talk everybody that walks by. Yeah, I like that. I had I a vision that. of that and I had let that vision die because it turns out that guitar is hard and my fingers are incredibly weak Look, and holding just, down the just strings. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> oh, here we go. I know, but see that dream came back to me when I looked at this guitar and I was like, oh, I could, I could narrow this down even further. You know, I could charm Final Fantasy players with this guitar, like some sort of siren song. Looking I was very to that into next it. Fest now. I know I could even just hang it on the wall. You know, it could be so right great, there. but I don't know if I can justify it. And I keep going That's... back and forth. I'm like, I shouldn't. I spend that money on anything else. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's 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 funny too because I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. And then like the the night of the first fan fest, I'm like looking at all my Square Enix store pre-orders. I'm like, eh, a couple hundred there, a couple hundred there. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking uh, about it. If it okay. appears on the stream, uh, you know, in the background somewhere, then you know what happened. But uh, I'm thinking. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Audi Nerd stops using the green screen just so he can show the guitar hanging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why I bought it. Yeah. So you can it's all just look put it in at the background. It. Never touch it. <laughs> no, I would definitely learn to play it if I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that all having been said, uh, obviously, if you haven't seen it uh, from last week, there are a whole bunch of new Final Fantasy XIV things on the store. Uh, they've got a couple new statues. They've got, uh, if you want like a like a fanny pack, they got a fanny pack. They've got, uh, it's like a scar, just like all sorts of like yeah stuff. Um, some pretty cool stuff too. So make sure to check that out. Uh, unless you don't want to spend your money, if you don't want to spend your money, don't go anywhere near that website. because uh, it'll get you. It'll get you good. And that is it for the live letter. We did it. We did uh, it. Now, now we got to talk about the thing. Uh, <sighs> I've been dreading it. I don't want to. I mean, we have to, right? I'm like, looking it's... forward to it, but also it just hurts so much. And like, it hurts in a good way. You know, it's good news yeah. ultimately. It's good news. 
<sighs> so, we all just sit here. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, who's gonna who's gonna take the reins? Um, so the closing ceremonies on uh, on Saturday night, um, they're doing their outros, um, and they basically announced that uh, pretty much right as as the pandemic started, as soon as everybody was kind of locked down and quarantined, uh, Sokin was in the hospital for cancer. Um, oh God, watching Yoshi like I props to Koji. Yeah, doing this, I I would not have been able to have been. Uh, I I would have been a mess. I would have been able to, to, to be yeah. as as clear yeah. as as he was doing this interpretation. Um, but it's just uh, any time that Yoshida gets emotional, that's like when you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's only like two times I've seen this man cry, and yeah. this 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 one was a waterfall compared to. Yes. When you think about it, I'm just not, I'm not surprised he had such an emotional, I mean, what, so Ken has, as he, you know, talked about, and as a lot of people sort of talked about afterwards from the beginning has been one of the people that from this transition from 1.0 to 2.0 was so excited and so on board with supporting Yoshida. But then also when you consider the fact that Mighty-san passed away this past year, another friend to cancer, to think about having to deal with two people in your life that you loved during this huge global crisis with the pandemic who get diagnosed with this scary thing, you know, and our family has faced this. We, um, you know, my partner's, my father-in-law just went into remission uh, last year for cancer. And it's, it's scary. It's, it's a thing where you never know, you know, if somebody is going to be okay at the end of it. And to hear them talk about this and so can to share the fact that because there was so much happening in the world, And there was so much that they were trying to accomplish with the game. And because of his own desires to keep working and, you know, to keep some semblance of normality, even as he was in the hospital, they didn't tell the dev team at his request because he didn't want that burden being on them, especially when so many people were so stressed and worried with this pandemic. It's like... And Yoshida's talking about not being able to visit him and being one That's of the few the people that carry that really this burden. Got me, is is he was one of the few people that knew about it, but because of the pandemic, nobody could go and visit him. And that just You know, you think about being Yoshi P and being the director, and every day someone's like, Hey, we gotta talk to Soken about this, or hey, what's the status of this? You know, he hasn't been in. It's obvious nobody's been in. Uh, you know, and it's just he knows that. So every single request coming through, like that's an additional pressure. You know, like it, it's just some of those things that it's are hard to think about until they say that. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was a tough thing to keep. Yeah, it yeah. just makes sense. And it's I mean, it's interesting because I think we've seen people react to this in different ways mm-hmm. online. And a lot of it has I think I've seen outside people who will say like, Oh, what a, you know, how could you possibly do that to the people you're working with, not telling them about this? And yet at the same time, I mean, like Japanese work culture is very different, but also, I mean, Soken speaking about, you know, the fact that he was just like, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it through this, but what made me think I can make it through this was the fact that I had that semblance. You know, I didn't have people bombarding me with pity emails. I didn't, you know, like he doesn't say that specifically, right? But he says, like, 
just working like work was something that, you know, it was my anchor through all of this. It was normality through all of this, knowing that the players were out there and that they were so excited and that they, you know, expect us and want us to create this game and this experience that they love. It gave me something bigger than myself to be a part of. It mm -hmm. helped me hold on to hope during all of that. And I mean, it's a personal decision, right? Like, it's one of those things where even like knowing this now in retrospect that like any of us and that the team and that everybody that comes together to support each other in this game the the love the respect you know it it's incredible like this is another reason why i think we advocate for you know if you're giving criticism or feedback of the game i mean never jump to those death threats never jump to because the team that makes it are people and the things that are happening with them we don't know even a fraction of it but that they hold on to their passion and their love for this game and they know that the players have that too it is so it's like it's so moving and mm -hmm. it just like it's moments like these that bring you together and that that moment when yoshida said i don't know if this is the right place to say this but i'm so glad that my best friend is back like yeah we all have had these experiences of friendship and how this game has brought us together and Gosh, like one celebration is a celebration for all of us. And the community right. responding was just so beautiful. Like all the fan art, all yeah. of the memes, of course. You know, it kind of recontextualized the uh the piano performance. You know, he's just out there doing whatever the heck he wanted to. You know why? Because he's celebrating, right? Whatever. Yeah. He didn't let him practice. Remember he he mentioned that, like I didn't have any practice. He didn't need it. Whatever, just go out there and do it, dude. Mm hmm Yeah, I mean that's that's been kind of one of the it, it's been a very like a like a trip down memory lane this this past week for me yeah um seeing a lot of people uh sharing uh some of the photos that we've had from our interviews and stuff there's the one with with Soken and yoshida where they both are looking in the camera and they're just like absolutely ridiculous looking because mm -hmm. that's that's like what Soken does first time i i sat down and i interviewed him uh just just him for like heaven's word and so we take the photo afterwards he's like one more but this time make funny face and then that, and that's the, the picture that we have is just he's like ah, and I'm like because I'm like an idiot and it was like it was <laughs> hilarious and so him and Yoshida get together they did the same thing for us we interviewed them I think it was um it was E3 a couple years ago when they did the uh, the orchestra concert um <laughs> and Yoshida's like mm -hmm. hurry take the picture like trying to keep his like stupid grin yeah. and my camera's like I don't want to focus it was it was funny like it's just that's the kind of environment that you know when you get Sogan in a room. Um, and him and Yoshida together, like it's just I, I, I can't imagine the game without the two of them. Um, and so, I mean, obviously the 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 good news from all of this is that Sokin is in remission. Um, and you know, I, from what I've seen, I've had you know I've had personal experiences having to to mm -hmm. deal with uh, you know people that have had to deal with cancer. And um, if there's one thing that I feel confident in saying, it's that a positive attitude will yeah. make. A, such a huge difference and if there's anybody in on this earth that has a positive yeah. attitude it is masayoshi soken exactly so i have i i yeah. i have no doubt that he will get through this um mm. but it's just been um just the outpouring. i mean you know welcome back soken was trending on twitter for for days after this um it's just it's been yeah. great seeing we the took, community we took a group of white mages over on crystal to go complete the fate and yeah. i had never done for anybody who doesn't know, there's a fate that spawns uh, in Costa del Sol, I believe, called Cancer, but it's Cancer in reference to the crab <laughs> and, mm -hmm, yeah. and like the, you know, I guess, astrological sort of symbolism and things. Um, but if you go, this it, it pops pretty frequently. 
And if you go defeat it, if you've never defeated it before, and I didn't know about this. I didn't know about it until we felled him. And the achievement pops up on screen, full remission. And I was just like, what? God, you, you got me with that tweet. Oh, that was what, God. like the, the morning after? Or something yeah. that that you posted that went out. And- so I'm I'm still I'm still in that that mindset, right? Just even yeah. hearing the name Sokin was just really getting me worked up. And then I see Rook's tweet. I was like, oh my yeah. god, you beautiful person! Why would you show this to me on Twitter? I didn't uh-huh. even know. Like we did the fate, and we were having a lot of emotions. And then that pops up, and then we all start tearing up. Like uh-huh. it it was just. And people have been taking pictures and sharing it. I mean, the same like with Mura, like we were talking about mm-hmm. doing this yeah. vigil in honor of his life. The community does these things, and this goes for all MMOs, but I mean, yep. particularly 14, um, where, you know, we just, I think people want to say like, hey, we're here, we're supporting you, you know, we're cheering you on in whatever way we can. And it's just like, it's so incredible. It's so incredible to see people coming together out of goodness and kindness and mm-hmm. compassion and doing something to honor that. It's awesome. Al, do you know, it looked like you were going to say something oh, earlier. What was... The only thing that I was going to say is that uh, there was a picture somewhere. You know, I think it was a picture of uh, Yoshi P and Sokin just being ridiculous in the camera. But then someone had another picture, and it was from, I think, the late 90s. And it was Sakaguchi and Uematsu. And mm. I went, oh, see, that's when it got me. Because I was like, that's huh. right. Because that's what I was hoping, right? You know, we have 16 coming up, right? have not said that Sokin's involved, I don't believe, anywhere. But I would love to be, right? Because you think about it. To me, Final Fantasy fourteen, like, the music is the heart of it. And Yoshi P is kind of the brain, right? He's the one who lays it out. Sokin is the heart of this team, too. And you can see it, like we were talking about it, right? He's kind of the, the, the guy, right? The one who just is zany, the one who keeps spirits up, I'm sure, you know? That sort of thing, and then seeing those two pictures, I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I wanted. And I'm, to hear, I'm gonna try and move this into our, yeah, here we go. Here's sure. the, here's the picture for anybody that yeah. that hasn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this yeah. this picture. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so true though, because even as a new player coming into 14, yeah. and I mean, I had a bit more of an eye on music just because mm. of you know my mom's a pianist, yeah. and you know I've been in music sure. my whole life. I've been involved in around it. So like for me, music is a big part of a game. And sometimes people don't always realize to the same extent. But 14's music, it's not even like a realization you have to have. It just like hits you upside the head. And I mean, there are sure still some people who, you know, maybe don't listen to all the music or or don't care about it that much. But Mm -hmm. it is so distinctive to this game. Those fights, those moments, that like Mm -hmm. exact, you know, uh, the heel step. The now fall in Garuda, the under the weight in Titan, uh, Ravana, just the entire sound of Ravana's song is yeah. ingrained forever in my psyche. Like there's so many parts of this game where the music and the experience go hand in hand. We and it... even... I, I, I don't want to interrupt. No, you. I, just... I mean, no, go ahead. The twinning, right? Because we, we haven't talked about the Primals concert because that's yes. second. Oh, like the memes that came from that song, just the song at all, just hearing it. People talking about that part of the trailer that is old Charlian and just listening to that part on loop. Like, you're right. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, I mean, exactly. 100%, you know? And because Soken is this figure who is so diverse, like when I think about other Mm -hmm. musicians, right? They usually have a niche. And you know that when they're doing something for a specific game, it's going to sound like X. It's going to sound like 
this is generic fantasy landscape, and maybe there's a little influence that's drawn from somewhere else. But Soken is one of those composers who, just like he himself, is this, like, versatile, playful, fun, deep person. He's so many different things, and those facets show in the music. The just sheer amount of musical genres that we have in this game, from jazz to for like full orchestral to the gothic yeah. sort of um, stuff yeah. in Heavensward to the rock stuff and the things that he does with mm -hmm. the primals to there are so many different genres of music and every single one of them, he just transitions. Yeah. He just does it, and it just works somehow. Like, I literally can't think of another game that has such a wide array of genres represented. And he is the one responsible for all of that music. So it is, I mean, I think that's why it hit people so hard. Mm -hmm. I, I think you really hit the nail on the head with him being the heart and Yoshida being, like, the brains. Because mm -hmm. they all obviously contribute a lot in many yeah. different areas of technical skill. But, like, yeah. that I think is the truth, that... This game is what it is because of those two. And sometimes, because Yoshida-san is such a figurehead, I think mm -hmm. people forget that maybe Soken is as well, unless you're really invested yeah. in the community, and then you know, you know. But, like, mm -hmm. those two hand-in-hand hand have made this game what it is. So I'm so glad. Welcome back, Soken. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you back. So, um, we do have uh, a variety of... of interviews up on the site as well um that we've had with soken uh there was one we had with uh soken and yoshida back in oh gosh i think it was 2013 at the the arr launch event mm -hmm. um which it, it's funny i was going back and, and looking at some of these this past week um soken actually like he he did a little jingle for us in this interview and i forgot that i had actually had the audio clip this yeah. was like the first sign that this was going to be the man who would play yangsha and and Lahi on stage, like it's that level of like this is like this is the this is the first hint yeah. that we had that this was gonna be like a thing. I feel like so definitely go check that out. Um, but yeah, I just uh, yeah, it's I it's do see like, in the I chat. Well, I was saying, I seen the chat, and I just wanted to mention it really fast. That if Soken is the heart and Yoshida-san is the mind, mm -hmm. then uh, Ishikawa would be the soul of the game. And I was like, exactly. oh, oh, the Trinity. Exactly. You know, yeah. and you can keep going, right? Because Oda's in there and, and Koji's somewhere there, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. you, you build out this metaphor. There are more people, but yeah, those are the, the big names. Yeah. yeah, they all make up the body, the yeah, whole body exactly. of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's, I'm, I'm so glad that, that Soken's back, that he's in remission. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, you know, this is something he'll be working with for, for a while still. Yes. Um but definitely, you know, with without trying to to throw out like a worthless meme, you know, thoughts and prayers, obviously to sure. to Soken, um, and just you know, it's I'm glad that he's still around. I mean, everybody that mm -hmm. works on this team is just uh, incredible. Um, and I think for for me, and I, I I talked a little bit about this last week, just you know, with with FanFest, I think while there's a lot of exciting stuff uh, for me personally, it was just kind of a bummer because it's sure. you know, it's a reminder of you know we haven't seen you know i haven't seen personally yoshida you know there hasn't been any e3s there haven't been any you know paxes mm -hmm. um and these guys are just so great to to hang out and and, and talk to so um you know shout out to to soka shout out to everybody at square um mm -hmm. you know hopefully someday soon we'll have an event 
we'll all be able to, yep. you know, cheer yes. that was that concert too, man. Like yeah. they, uh, they deserved all the applause in the world. And there was just a oh. there. like that. Hurt. Well, I loved though. I, I loved the moment where they did so many clever, fun little things. Like one, the Ardbert stuff during that concert oh, boy, yeah. destroyed me. That part in like the later half where he says like, are you ready to dance the whole night with the primals? And I was like, yes, I am. I'm ready. Like, like, like I was standing so up half awake at 5 a.m. You're like, let's do it. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. Um, like that and the, like, the connotations of, you know, how... I think with Ardbert in particular, it makes me think of that moment. And they picked that moment, right? Where you think you're alone and then all the other warriors of light spawn around you in the game. Oh, sorry, I'm having a lot of feelings. And like, you suddenly are reminded that there are so many people that are fighting the same fight with you. And Soken's presence and, you know, um, all the discussion too with like a lot of the things with, uh, uh, is it Seed of Sacrifice with the music from yes, that? Yeah. And like how there's those lines about like, hope hold on to hope don't give up hope and then to see behind them in this silent auditorium the scroll of people all around the world yelling and clapping in the chat and it is a bummer right we we all want to see each other like even if you're kind of an introvert there's something Mm -hmm. special about being at a convention there's something special about the energy and the passion and being together for sure and it's has been such a hard year to not see the people we care about and to not be able to go and connect with our communities in person. Even if you're somebody where that's not always like a thing you do every week, you know, like Mm -hmm. there are those special moments and special communities that mean a lot to you. But there was for me also this moment where I went, we're all still together. And it just moved me so much because there are times in any hero's story, I think, where you think things are the darkest. And oh gosh, I'm sorry. I got like very emotional. I thought we were going to get through it. I thought we we, we Um, were doing so good, Rook. But these games and these communities and and you guys and everyone else and the viewers and the players and everyone. um, We overcome that darkness together. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Endwalker because it's going to be so special, you know? Like, I know like when we get this next fan fest, it's going to be even more incredible because of it. And um. I guess for me, the biggest takeaway from FanFest was that it was a reminder that, you know, we adventure as a party, not alone, even if a lot of times it feels as though we're playing a solo game. Right. Uh. <laughs> I think uh, I think it was uh, Anonymous who put, uh, you know, I saw his tweet was like, oh, man, the next FanFest is just going to be legendary, right? Mm. Can you, can you yes. imagine after that? I mean, just thinking about, like you said, it recontextualizes Endwalker because of you know the situation soaking in and the whole year here but uh yeah that's gonna be absolutely ridiculous i don't know where they could have it that could contain all the people who want to be there all the passion that will be there oh man i can't even planet earth yeah exactly on planet earth (laughs) seriously (laughs) we'll set up a stage uh in north america it'll just be the entirety of north we'll just turn north america into midgar the stage Uh will be canada we'll just have some seats set up uh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just over here crying a little bit. Don't mind me. It's good. Just good. You, it's you good know, tears. I, I, you know, honestly, I'm surprised we 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 kept ourselves together as much as we did mm-hmm. through that. I, I was getting a little misty eyed. I was trying to, you know, it's it's it, look, it's it's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, right. You know, so many people have 
you know, been impacted by cancer in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to, you know, to see this, to hear about how things happened, Yoshikawa up there, like, oh my God, why didn't you tell me? I was giving you so mm-hmm. much work. I know. I can't right. Get this, the seat of sacrifice uh. and to the edge anymore without thinking and, about this now. It's, it's changed my complete view of, of the song. Um, you know, when she said that specifically, like, I gave you so much work. It's not the same situation. And yes, you know, I've said I work in video games before, but I had a similar situation. A boss was sick, didn't tell anyone. Because, right, we got to get the work done. And, you know, I noticed something was weird. And I was like, hey, you're being weird. And I was, I was, you know, I was a little hot because I was like, hey, you're, you're doing something that, you know, this person's not appreciating, right? And I was kind of the messenger. And I didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. And when I found out, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm the biggest at, but you know it was fine because it was work, right? So that feeling of oh, I didn't know, and I was, you know, that like ah, oh. yeah. you know, some I think it would have been worse to tell them, but like thinking about the development team as well, right? That's something that they didn't know until just then. How are you going to find out at a live event, like to keep and it together at all? Well, it's and, you know, and it's it's interesting too because and. I, I don't want to say this happened at a good time because it's never a good time, right? But I mean, if if he didn't want to tell people, right? I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, everyone's Mm -hmm. working from home. But um, if you go back um, and you listen to some of the, I think they were probably told that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I don't think they they caught the the, sure, the yeah. people that were there. I don't think yeah, they really exactly. were just like, hey, by the way, yeah, right there. Um. Because I, you know, I I love Ishikawa, but I think she would have been even more of a mess oh, if she had just. Oh yes, out. yes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I because if if you go back um and you listen to the live letter Q and A, um, some of her um answers, you know, talk a little bit about like health and you know taking mm-hmm. care of yourself, and then um you know this this you know over the course of the past year, Yoshida has been really adamant about making sure he's, you know, thanking healthcare workers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find out that there's more than one reason for that. It's, it's several right. reasons. Um, and it's just, man, <laughs> fuck cancer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's there it. you go. Yeah. So, um, anything else that we want to want to add here? I think we've, we've kind of mm-hmm. talked about it. I don't want to cut any discussions short, but, I no, also I mean, don't I want like much. an hour of us just being like mopey and yeah, exactly. yeah no, not, no. Not, not that that's a bad thing. Please sure. cry your eyes out if you need <laughs> to cry your eyes out. But I, I guess know. this is I guess this is a thing. Mm-hmm. In the most concise way possible, what were your highlights from FanFest? Your your top mm. points for me, it was definitely uh, Reaper Male Viera. It was definitely the Lahi performance. It was definitely the meme dance. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, I guess the piano performance of those two pieces with um, Amanda. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I yeah. loved those two. Yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. the closing speech. Those were the really big ones for me, I think. Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. uh, definitely the trailer. Uh, oh, the God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Reaper. I mean, Melviera, I was mildly amused. Um, you know, just. Yep, yep, yep development panel specifically uh talking about omega mf and how they melted there was a uh there's a picture and it's funny because there's like the normal model and it has the skeleton and it says the custom one and it has all the bones going to the ground i actually took that screenshot 
and showed it to a couple of people I work with who are animators and they were I, no context. And they're like, what the heck are they doing? Like, why would you need that? And I was Those like, oh, it's development panels are always so yeah. interesting. Um, the last um, in-person fan fest in NA. Yeah. Was it? I think it was the last one or the one before that. So. There's just a line that, that has always stuck with me. Anytime I see new stuff in 14, yeah. there's just so much you can do with an orb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's they're just, just so, so clever with these things. You, can, you, know? you can have to dodge it. You can have to collect it. You, you can yeah. animate it. You can make them. There's you so many things it. you can do with an orb. I mean, we've got an awesome mount. You could ride it. Um, we, need, we, need, we need a tax for players to be able to dodge orbs. Done. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. That's all. All orbs all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I showed them that and then they were like, wow, that's funny. And I was like, well, there was one time that they pushed a mask a mask through a face to make someone's eyes melt. And so I showed them that too. And it's like even even, you know, adjacent, kind of in the industry in different places, it's like they are so creative. Right. And and that's just something mm-hmm. to remind you. And of course, the primals concert at the end and into the closing, right? Yeah. BlizzCon's over here, like, booking, like, like Train and Tenacious D and yeah. Foo Fighters. Meanwhile, we have, like, our lead localization guy, yeah. like, is singing in a rock band. Yeah. Um, just salary. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. love how into it Koji gets. Yes. He is committed. He's like, this is, this is a thing I will remember until mm-hmm. the day that I die. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he's That's just right. like... The hood, the hand gesture. I was like, <laughs> I love you, you beautiful man. Yes. I, I, I love if you if you haven't seen it yet. I don't know um, if it's still easily available. The uh, the primals, the the concert Blu-ray. Um, yes. There's a behind the scenes video on that, which is just there's this part where where Koji's like, like, look at me, like I'm here with all these like professional musicians and stuff, and somebody makes a comment like, oh yeah, you're just a salary man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think for me, like Reaper looks cool. I'm I'm excited because it'll be another job that I can level that I'll already have gear for if mm-hmm. I'm leveling Dragoon. I think sure. that's really cool. I think for me, like like uh, Lahi is good. I I I at some point we were talking earlier about like man, there's so many things I want to do when I have time. Like one of the things on my list of things to get around to at some point is uh take that audio and make it into like a ringtone. Yeah, yes. I, I just I I need it. I need to wake up to that. I just I just mm. need. It's like that's the new like. There's the the video of uh, Tom Holland doing like uh, singing in the rain on the the lip sync thing. Yeah, where like there's there's that unwritten rule right where it's like every time it comes up in your timeline you have to watch it. That's me mm. with Lahi. Anytime I see that like <laughs> pop up on like YouTube, I'm like, agreed. Oh, watch it. So everyone said it. that to him on Twitter, please, right now. Oh, thanks. I'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I think the, the most exciting thing for me, again, right with the year being the way that it has mm-hmm. been, was just doing that reaction video with you guys. Sure. Uh, just, you know, being able to to watch it with with a group of, of, of like minded, crazy, excited people, um, you know, even even if we were all talking and it was hard to hear the, the video sometimes. Uh, I, that would have happened at the even... event. That would have yeah. happened at yeah. the event. Let's be f- completely honest. So. Yeah, I, that was. That I didn't was even really think exciting. it was gonna happen. I didn't even think about it that there would be a reaction video because of it. So I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And you know, I was kind of working, and then on Monday, someone was like, "Have you seen that?" Uh, wait, there's a what? Right, I'm in that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew it was being made, and I was just like, "Yeah, like here's the video stuff, whatever." And then like yeah. it pops up, I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> 
I mean, it's just, it is special. It was fun, you know? And of course, there's always that bit of trade-off where it's just Mm -hmm. like, well, if you're going to watch it with people, of course we're going to be excited. You know, there's going to be moments where you're like, Excuse you, excuse you. I was mildly amused. Or mildly amused, yes. (laughs) Um, I always default to just absolutely muting everybody on the Discord if there's something that I really want to hear. But, you know, it's... You're right. That's probably a big highlight for me, too. It was really, really great to get to be with all of you and everybody that tuned in that night. Mm -hmm. And to know that all around Twitch, all around YouTube, that other people were tuning in and doing the same and that, you know, Discord was exploding because I had all these different groups that were like, did you see? Did you see? And all these DMs while we were doing it. That was a memory, definitely, that I'm going to hold on to. Uh, I think that's that's it. Is there anything else? I think so. I think that's it i think we did it fan fest done we did it we did it only only a little bit of tears yeah happy tears little. happy tears yes mm-hmm. okay Whew, we did it all right so if you want you can email us a threat radio gamerscape.com you can tweet at us at a threat radio you can find us on discord discord.gg slash gamer escape we also have an a threat radio channel on there where you can come in talk to us about the show uh look at pictures of my uh Amarais that i that i posted last week because um, mm-hmm. that was a request that I I feel I felt threatened into having to to post, um, and of course oh, you you're can find us. Right, I'm still alive because I posted the picture, yeah. um, and of course uh, you can find us on Twitter and uh, Facebook at Gamer Escape. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Next week will be hands-on impressions for Patch Five Point Five Five. We will do our best to not be throwing all them spoilers out there um mm-hmm. because the following week is that the following week right fifth was that one i, I made yeah. I, man i tweeted it out i made a picture and everything and i completely forget yeah fifth i think yeah the dates. Yeah, yeah i think it's the fifth yeah so the fifth we'll be doing uh our lore cast this will be the lore cast of all lore cast this will be the entirety of patch 5.5 so we'll have part one we'll have part two um mm-hmm. Is going to be big. Uh, Moose from the uh, winning uh, Team Heidelin from Who Wants to Be a Gillionaire will be joining us. Uh, you know, so it's, it'll be fun. There'll be a lot of stuff to go over then. So uh, next week, hands on June 5th, Lorecast. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's what's coming up. That's our that's our schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have uh, a haunted house planned yet, but it's still no. you know a few months out. Maybe we can we'll figure something out. Some oh. time. Got time to plan. How do we, how do, we mean, do that? How do we... Our is also in August, right? The anniversary of Gamerscape is also in August. Oh my god. Actually, oh. no. No, 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 no. That's... Well, not podcast. Gamerscape, but the podcast. Yeah. That's the podcast yeah. website. I is... technically is June. Okay. Digital party. <laughs> yeah. game club we fan. We old, yeah. fam. <laughs> gosh what are we what are we like 12 13 this year or something i we old let's, let's be here picking the gray hairs out of my microphone if anybody knows <laughs> um so yeah that's what's coming up um so hope everybody has a fantastic rest of their weekend make sure you go watch that end walker trailer today if you haven't already i know i am behind on my my daily quota mm-hmm. of uh, trailer views uh and we will see you back here next week saturday noon pacific twitch tv slash gamer escape enjoy the patch we'll be talking about it and we'll see you then bye yeah.